Welcome to episode 7 of the Gold Card Podcast. Unfortunately, we had some audio issues at the beginning of the cast, so it's going to start at a bit of an odd spot, but I assure you, you didn't miss much. Enjoy the show. So, uh, I'm Vince Gelati, LOL Kalati. Uh, we've got with me John George at the Esports Plug. Hello, hello. Chris Chung at Prime Time. I'm back. And unfortunately, we are without Calvin at Ruler Sama this week. Uh, had some unfortunate scheduling issues come up, but he did leave us with some picks and information and everything, so he'll be here in spirit. And might actually jump in toward the end of the show, too, so we'll see. Um... So, we kind of spur of the moment came up with an opening topic for this week, literally about two minutes ago. We're going to do our best of the worst all-star teams for each region. So we're going to do, we're going to do all-star players. We're going to, we're going to build our all-star team of the teams that didn't make playoffs in every region. So we couldn't. We, we didn't really talk through an opening topic more than that this this uh, episode, which we probably should have uh, with the playoff slate, but I think this will be actually a fun one and a good way to pay tribute to the teams that we think could have, or at least the players that could have some, we could have something to look forward to for next split, uh, but unfortunately we will be done with them for this split. So, uh, unless you guys wanted to open with anything else, let's open with the LCK. All right. Let's do, let's do, before we jump into the slate, let's do our LCK dream team. The dream team of losing teams? (laughs) Yeah, dream team of losing teams. We've got to come up with a better way to lay this out in the spreadsheet. I was going to try to do it vertically. We'll do it this way. I need Well, if you start typing in your boxes, then you'll overwrite my box. I know. So I'm just going to go vertical like this. Okay. So, so John, you seem to have yours, you seem to have yours figured out already. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what I'm going with. And if we need, I'm if a we need bit to do like confident in the LCK versus some of the other regions, but so we can, we can, we can open with yours. You can, you can justify your reasonings. Then we'll, we'll read one game, and then we'll do mine, and then we'll read another game, and then we'll do Chris's. How about that? Okay, that's fine with me. So John's best of the worst spring 2019 LCK All Star team. So for the LCK, the tough part for me was. Well, for top lane, the tough part for me was going between Cuvee and Roach, as yeah. well as Keen. Keen, I actually just blanked on Keen to be honest with you when I was making this list. Dude, it's gotta be Keen. Like Keen I, is 100 the right one. I was going between Cuvee and Roach the whole time, and I totally forgot about Keen. Okay, so Keen, we, he should be unanimous top lane. Yeah, yeah, I would think for Keen, the okay. jungle, the jungle is pretty <laughs> tough. I'm looking through the jungle. Like, Peanut was pretty bad for my money this season. Mm-hmm. I don't think Peanut was as bad as he was the team. It didn't just work. Like, the team just didn't work. And, like, Score, I think, would get a lot of votes. But I actually, I I went with Dread. I actually quite liked Dread oh. this season. Uh, I think he's really versatile. I think he can do a lot of different things. He plays a number of different champions. He can bring kind of like an X factor to a team. 
I like Dread. That was my my jungle. I think I'm gonna get flamed for that pretty hard. I don't know. Like I, I would I would make an argument though that Umpty maybe could have been this spot if Umpty had played more, so we could have seen it. That's true. That's a good yeah. point. I feel like Umpty in my first video for this year, I said if KT made playoffs, it was gonna be Umpty in the jungle. That score for was real? Like there. Yeah, that score was there. I thought score was there to mentor him this season. And like push him along, and Score was going to end his career as like a mentor spot. That's what I thought was going on with this team was that they were trying to train up Umpty using Score as a mentor. Well, well, Umpty had played before. He was on Gen Air for three splits, two yeah, splits he, or he, three splits, and he was like pretty good on Gen Air last year. That's the thing. So I thought they picked him up because they're like he was an underutilized player on another team. We'll have a veteran train him, and then he'll become our new jungler because he played in the Cups too in Kespa. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and so. I thought, yep, that's what's going on. They're gonna they'll play score every once in a while, but they're gonna use him to mentor Umpty, and then Umpty just never saw the rift again. <laughs> so apparently, that was not the plan. I was way off base on that one. Can I we mean, just that, go ahead, Chris? That, yeah, that that just happened across the LCK. I've seen a lot of players, young players, that didn't get their shot at all this split. Split and surprised by that. Yeah, I. It, it's kind of funny when you look at the bottom five, like. Let's look at the junglers for the bottom five teams, right? So we have we have Dread and Spirit, uh, Peanut, uh, Bono and Mujin, Malrong and Seas, and Score and Umpty. I mean, Malrong's played before. Seas I didn't know anything about going into the season. Mujin had played before. All these guys have played before. Mujin, including... I'm surprised we didn't see a little bit more of. On Flash Wolves, he was pretty good. Yeah, like... <sighs> Surprise the thing is, like, you could look shot. at these guys. So you had you had Score, who I, I'm still putting Score because I don't th- I don't think KT's problems were were his were anything to do with him. I think KT's problems were like 95 percent in the top lane or in the bottom lane, and then in the top lane, once right. in a while, Smeb would just be terrible. Just I was I, not impressed with Smeb. I, I wasn't either, which is really really mm-hmm. disappointing. But I can't tell if it's. One of those cases where it's like a veteran player that's like, man, this team sucks. Why am I going to bother? You know, like, I don't yeah, want to I don't want to burn out for this team. And, oh. you know, you hate to say that, but it does happen. So that's why they're in relegation. True. True. Uh, so, yeah, you look, look at all the point I was making is like you look at all these junglers and you're like, man, what happened? <laughs> like what yep. these teams? And I don't think it was a function of any of these players necessarily. I think it was more just these teams are so dysfunctional that it's really hard to stand out in that kind of case, especially as a jungler, I think. But yeah, go on. I didn't mean to. Oh, that's all right. No, I'm sticking with Dread. I think I'll get flamed for that one, but I'm sticking with Dread. No. <clears throat> in the mid lane, it's a straight 1v1 between BDD and UCAL about mm. who you want to play on that list. That's nah, uh, <laughs> I originally wrote UCAL, but I switched it over. I mean, B- he's just better than UCAL right now. UCAL is supposed to have the ceiling, but BDD is just better right now. And BDD is a <clears throat> monster. I mean, the two of them are both monster players. You can make an argument for either, honestly. Right. I- Honestly, I wish I'd seen more of you, Cal. I think he was solid, but uh, swapping in and out just didn't get to see enough of him. So, yeah, my vote goes for BDD as well. Yeah. And then AD carry, I think, should be absolutely unanimous. It's ruler. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yun actually animal. had a good season, but he's it's it's ruler. There's... Yeah, it's it's ruler 100%, I think. And I did put Yun in my thing as like yeah, a, I a saw mention. That. Yeah, I put, I put him in my thing as a mention, but he's you just can't. You can't go over what Ruler did this season. And then I'm stuck on support. That's what I've been looking at for a while now. Because like, Jelly. Because, like, Snowflower was so good. 
previously. Yeah. But then was not really good this season. So it's hard to say if like if he's fallen off or he's just not used to playing this style or what. I think Key Key was quite good this season. I thought life was fine this season. Jelly was fine, but it didn't even play that often. I thought Jelly and Proud were both good. We just didn't see enough of Proud really. Like Jelly was fine, but I think I, if I had to choose one, I'd choose Key. But it was I think like the ceilings on Snowflower and the and the Afrika guys are probably better. Well, I think the other thing to remember is like they are different kinds of supports. Like of all of these supports, Snowflower and Key are the only ones that are like playmaking supports really. That yeah. that I that I have seen from track record anyway. I don't know what these a lot of these guys did in Challenger. Like I don't I don't know too much other than that, but yeah, I more or less have the same lineup as you minus a couple of things. But we'll, we'll we'll talk about that later. So the funny part is when we do this topic when we get to the LEC. Wait till we get to the LEC. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Good. So go so uh, your your lineup was what? Keen, score, BDD, ruler, and key, right? Yeah, I think that's what I'd end up going with. Got it. So that's uh that's John's twenty nineteen spring twenty nineteen LCK best of the rest all star team. And the question to ask yourself while we're doing this is. What, how does that team do? If that's a team, if going into summer split, KT picks up those five guys and that's their starting lineup, are they a competitor? They're a playoff team. But you know what? I would have said that about Afrika this season too. <laughs> and I would have said that about KT Rolster this season too. And I feel like that team is like in contention to win the LCK if they get it together. Yeah, Wait, but like, so – I don't know. But like, okay, how much different is that team really? Oh, well, did you – you went with – Oh, you went with Dread, not Score, right? Yeah, Dread. Right, so you're Keen, Dread, BDD. How much, yeah. how much better, or how much different is Keen, Dread, BDD than Keen, Dread, UCAL? Not that much different, right? I guess not hugely different. But then they got Ruler, you know, picking up, uh, picking up the slack out of the out of the bottom lane down there. This is why these teams were so disappointing because they should have been so good. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> anyway, so the first game in the LCK. Uh, oh, well, actually, it's not the first game. It's the second playoff game. Unfortunately, we weren't able to record. Uh, we weren't able to schedule a recording time for the first playoff game that happened this morning, which was a, a pretty sweet series, I'll add. And we could have um, made you some money on it, I think. Cause yeah. I think we were all on Damwon. Yeah. I bet Damwon, and they were an underdog, and they won. Yeah. So uh, this morning, Damwon beat Sandbox 2-1, to one, and you should go back and watch the series, but the, the second game was pretty bizarre. Uh Basically, Sandbox or uh, Damwon had a massive lead. They had a, a Fed. Sandbox counterpicked Silas by swapping Dove to top lane on Karma, and he got solo killed twice. And the Silas was absolutely massive and taking over the game. And then they had Nakali in the mid lane, so they were going to set up this ridiculous one-three-one split. And then Sandbox recognized this, made a decision to just like we got to group and push now, otherwise we're going to lose. And they just won on that push. So <laughs> good call by Sandbox. I don't I don't necessarily think it was really that bad of a loss for Damwon. I just thought it was like the 1% call. That, I mean, it's the only decision you have to make if you're going to win that game, I think. But it had like a very small percent chance of working and it just happened to work, right? And that's really valuable though. Like, oh, yeah. we don't talk enough about like, I give a, a much higher grade to teams that are willing to try to do that because there is nothing worse than watching your team be behind and just give up three inhibitors. Yeah. And just give up everything and yeah. stand in the fountain and just like, oh, we'll fight him eventually. Don't worry. Like, if you have a chance to win the game, you got to figure out what that chance is. If it's a, a fight at the dragon that you don't think you can win, if that's your only shot, though, 
You try and win it. Yeah, yeah, try and win it. And, I'd and say, if you die, then they're going to win, but they were going to win anyway. I'd say use this advice in your solo queue games too, because oh it's God, mostly they... true there. But like, at the same time, people are really bad at winning. So yeah. <laughs> John but, just described what my team solo queue team doesn't do. Yeah, exactly. Ender, watch everything get, yeah. get destroyed. So what was like... This this was like the Gen G. This is the opposite of the Gen G problem last year. This is why like I hated teams like WE and Gen G. Like all like really up the last like two years, right? Mm-hmm. Is they were the teams that would never fight back. They would just give up a lead and then they would just roll over and die. And they would never fight it. They would never do anything like that. And it was just incredibly frustrating to watch, right? And you could tell that their comms were just like, "Don't worry, we scale." Don't worry, yeah, we'll, we'll scale it. We'll scale yeah. it. Let, and then you're like, second inhibitor. you we'll don't. Scale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm with you though. Like, I absolutely love the sandbox did that. And like, think about it this way too. If sandbox make that play and then they lose off of it, Twitter and analysts and all these people are going to be blowing up saying, "Oh man, sandbox, what a disappointment! They got two would But that is that was absolutely 100 the, the exact right thing to do. And absolutely. Mm-hmm. It probably doesn't work 75% of the time. Like, we saw, like, a 25% or less outcome in that game today. Yeah. I was actually super hyped. As soon as the Silas got that third kill, I was like, this game's over. 2-0, money in the bank, right? But <laughs> then they did that move, and, like, I wasn't even mad. I was just like, dude, finally, someone, like, punched back, made the one... They, they picked their one window that they had, and they went with it, and it worked. It's yep. exactly what you're supposed to do, and not enough teams do that, which shocks me for a professional league, but... Yeah, anyway, so that happened this morning. Uh, so that pushes Damwon into the next round. Uh, they get to play against King Zone. Now this one's going to be a best of five. This morning was a best of three. The LCK still does the first round as a best of three, and then the rest are best of five. So it's going to be King Zone minus two forty four against Damwon plus one seventy six. The King Zone minus one point five is at minus one twelve. This is a five game series. What are you thinking on this one, John? I like King Zone to win. You can you can, you can hear me, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I I do like King Zone to win. Um, I would. I'm not sure that I'd want to pay the minus two forty four on Bet Online. The best line that I could find was on Bovada had King Zone at minus one ninety five. Uh, I think that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. I, I think I might get in on minus one ninety five. I think King Zone is enough better than Damwon to justify that price, but I, I just can't see Damwon winning the series. I don't like paying minus two hundred in general, but I just don't like I just don't see Damwon winning the series. Chris, what do you think on this one? Yeah, I'm pretty much uh loving what King Zone is doing lately, and they've looked like one of the teams that belong in the conversation with SKT and Griffin, and Damwon is nowhere close to that. Um there's still some ex- things to be excited about what, what we see this morning from Damwon, but from a talent standpoint, I don't think they can match up well. I might even take the 3 0. Wow. Yeah, I, I that's actually, that, see, I think 3 0, that's pretty. I mean, if you could get, I mean, you're going to get reasonable odds on the 3 0. Yeah, what's the like, minus 2.5? The minus 2.5 is. Drum roll, please. Please don't do that. It'll mess with Mike's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the King's End 3 0 is plus 239. See, plus I don't actually think they're going to 3 0. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I would bet the 3 0. I think they could, but. Alright, so hear me out on this. So, King's Zone have lost one game in their last six matches. One game. Now, they've played against. You know. 
KT, Afrika, Genji, Jin Air as four of those, but they all played against Damwon and Griffin. They 2 0 Damwon and they 2 0 Griffin. Now, Griffin had nothing to play for, so I don't put too much stock into that, but still, that means something, right? So if we have. So Kingzone, Kingzone have looked great. We all are high on Kingzone. They've won, you know, nine of their last ten series. They're, they're, they're absolutely on fire. The only loss they've had in that time is SK Telecom. So. The thing, the thing that makes me not want to do the 3-0, even though it's tempting, is I think Damwon's ceiling is high enough that they could actually, like, it, if Damwon play at their peak, they could run away with at least a game in this series, I think. Because they, they this team snowballs so hard. Individually, they're so, so good. And we, we saw it this morning, right? Like, Nogari just ran away with that game this morning. And they happened to, they happened to lose it. But he absolutely was going to run away with that game, too. I definitely think Damwon is good enough that I don't think I would bet the 3-0. And we were talking earlier uh, before the, the pod started about betting spreads in these series. Teams are definitely willing to take risks in at least one game out of these series and, mm-hmm. and play sort of arrogant or one-dimensional strategies or in, in at least one game. And so I'm not the biggest fan of expecting three zeros. I know a lot of us were on the side of the three zero of TSM over Echo Fox. <laughs> and I was telling a story to Gelati earlier about, I was talking to a friend of mine and he said, what do you think your chances of winning that bet are? And I say, it's pretty much a hundred percent if TSM wins game one, but, but they have a very real chance of losing game one. That's yeah. the only one that they can lose. And that they did indeed lose it. Yeah, so sure I don't enough. think I'd bet the three zero. But I do think King Zone's a reasonable size favorite to win the match. Yeah, and if you can get like you said, you found minus one ninety five on Bavada. That's like actually bettable for me in a best of five because I think yeah, in a I best of five lower variance, you know. Yeah, lower variance in a best of five because uh, I think in a best of five you could I mean you could even lose two games and I could still see a reverse sweep happening with this team. And and we all talked about it all season long how. Whether you think Kingzone is in the same tier as SK Telecom or not, like the point is, they're the SKT and Kingzone are both. We think I, I don't know if you guys do. I know I do. I think they're a cut above Sandbox and Dam One, and it's not to take any shots at Sandbox and Dam One. I just think combination of ceiling and consistency. They're SKT and and Kingzone have just been so much better over the season. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think King Zone is, is enough better that minus one ninety five is good, but I don't think I'd venture for the three zero. Yeah, I, I like the minus one point five. I don't like the three zero because I, I think this could this could end up being a three one. I actually think three one is probably the most likely. Yeah. Now, the odds the odds don't state that. The odds say well the odds basically three zero and three one are more or less tied for me. So, uh, I, I think it's probably closer to a three one because I think Damwon's got the individuals to have spike performances like that like they're they're more likely to hit their ceiling performances like the kind of games where they just you know i mean it was gen g but you saw all the games against gen g where they just have three lanes individually just running away with games which is not something we've seen really anywhere this season right and we know that damwon's known for some kind of tricky and bizarre picks too the show maker's known for his katarina and stuff like we could see a weird game where they bust out a weird comp yeah and uh and king zone aren't quite sure what to do with it Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. So I think I don't know if you had to if you if you had to say like what's the score of the series, John? Yeah, it's three one for me. King Zone three one. Chris, what about you? Yeah, three one is 3-0? the most likely. I I I'm saying that I like the chances for three more so from a DFS perspective. So I, okay. It's good. But, oh yeah, yeah, the game's not played. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So um, damn one definitely 
no disrespect to them. I think, yeah, even if Echo Fox can pull off, and that's a good point John made, if Echo Fox can pull off one game, I'm sure as hell giving Damwon more of a chance. Yeah, because I think Damwon's better than Echo Fox. Like, like even comparatively, right? Because I think yeah, Kingzone are the TSM of the LCK. Like, I actually think that, that's, that's a pretty apt comparison, comparison yeah, right? I think that's a very good comparison. They're the team that's, like, clearly number three, but not quite as good as the top two teams. That's, oh, that's right. I mean, we're going to get to that later. We all got some thoughts on that one. But, uh, so, I think three ones across the board and a lean to the 3-0 from Chris. Uh, oh, just for, just for shits and giggles. I, I looked up the odds for the uh, winner of the split in the LCK. <laughs> We've got uh, Griffin at minus 334, SKT plus 275, Kingzone plus 1200, Damwon plus 2500. Any love for any of these? I think the question is, do you think that SKT at plus 275 against Griffin is good enough? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think there's a really huge chance that they're just playing Griffin in the finals. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And I actually think that could happen. Like I, I, I know I was Mr. Griffin, but I think Plus two seventy five is pretty reasonable. I still don't know that I'd bet it right now. You could, you could still see King Zone upset SKT. There's yeah. some chance of that, so that that hurts your your odds on SKT. Yeah. I mean, King Zone have certainly been better like the last three weeks. Yeah, but I, I don't know how much bet right now on mm-hmm. one of those four. I think SKT probably gives you the best value. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's not to say that we don't think Griffin are going to win because I think we all think Griffin are going to win. But yeah, I think so. So, we don't have another LCK game, but what we will do is go into myself and uh, Chris's LCK best of the rest all-star team. So, Chris, you want to lead off with this or you want me to go first? I'm just looking at it. I think we have exactly the same people. So do we really? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so, I'm going to run with Keen in the top lane, mostly just based on... I swear this team can't be this bad. And Keen was still really, really good this season. Like, you just watch the games. Like, okay, this guy's clearly the best guy on his team, which is saying something because he plays on the team with UCAL. So, uh, I had Keen in the top lane. I had score, again, because I, I, I don't think KT's dysfunction had a lot to do with the jungle. They were getting early leads. He was doing his job. It was just they had no damage in team fights because of a certain position on the map. <laughs> the bot lane. So I, I would still say score. I'm also a bit of a score fanboy, though. I was more happy than anything to see him win the title last year. Just, that, that series was incredible, by the way. That was one of yeah, the best series the last year. Moment too. Tears yeah, moment. absolutely. I had BDD in the mid lane. Uh, it's just like John. I think this was a toss up between UCAL and BDD. They're just so good, and both of them are so young. And I feel so terrible that these teams didn't work out because I thought we were going to see this. New era of just mid lane dominance again in the LCK, and the teams are just so dysfunctional that it's not working out. Ruler, unanimous, bot lane. I, I went with Key. Mm-hmm. I, I think he... Consider this a nod to his career, because he's had, he's had a surprisingly good career for being on a whole bunch of like mid to low tier LCK teams. And he's still got it. He can still play. And if anyone's going to lead that team, it'll be him. So I... I'm on key. Let's hear. Let's so that that was my best of the rest. Very similar to. I think. I think for the LCK, it's going to be pretty similar here. So, Chris, what do you have? Yeah, I have the exact same names, and I just uh, this coming from a consistency standpoint. I think out of all the um, support, key was more or less 
consistent and wasn't hurting the team as much uh, as the other uh, choices that we have there. Um, we can all agree BDD is one of the more unanimous one and Ruler mm -hmm. was amazing. I couldn't find another ADC really to compare to, um, our, to consider other than Ruler. Yeah. He carried for Africa. He just had to carry and he was, you know, rewarded for not being subbed out. I don't, still don't know what the coach is doing, but uh, yeah. it's an easy call to have Keen in there. I also went with score, although not a strong one. You can kind of talk me into others. It's just, you know, based on the other people, other teams yeah. that didn't make it as like, I can't really pick these junglers. Yeah, jungle, not the position it was. It used to be the LCK had good junglers top to bottom, and I am not sure that's the case anymore. Even though you look at, and we kind of talked about this, like, look at the junglers at the bottom of the table. Like, why isn't this better? Right? We can't, I don't know. It's frustrating. Like, we have Peanut, we have Peanut and Score in the bottom five teams in the LCK. Like, what's going on? Right? Yeah. It's just so sad. Anyway, uh,. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with that lineup. I, th I think the only other eighty carry we mentioned it earlier is Song Yoon, but he, I don't think he's in the same class as Ruler. Mm. So LPL, uh, we have two games available. Uh, I looked all over the place; I couldn't find lines for. Well, this it's just going to be the fifth through eighth seeds playing, so we got to wait for results on these. So, mm -hmm. um, and I couldn't find futures for stuff anywhere, but I didn't look that hard. I'll be honest. Thursday morning. Tomorrow morning, hopefully you guys get to listen to this before this comes out. Uh, we'll probably spend enough time on this just because we have time to fill on this show. But we have Team WE, minus 286 against JD Gaming, plus 202. Uh, the WE 2.0 is at, or minus 1.5 is at minus 128. This will be a five-game series. So, yet, we, we I kind of brought this up earlier with you guys because I saw the lines and I was like, wait, what? It just looks weird, right? Like this this Yeah, it's 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 so off because I think we're all kind of in agreement that WE is going to is should win, but JD's line feels too far. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And this I, is one of those spots we were talking about that feels so bad because the better in you says that you should put money on yeah. JD here. That they should win, they should win enough of the time to make plus two hundred two profitable. Yeah, but none of us really have any faith that they're actually yeah. going to win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this is a spot where, like, this is actually a good example to dive into a bit of a, a, a digression. Right, this is a really, really good example game for why why league betting isn't quite the same as like traditional sports. Right, and and how. We've talked about this before. How there's there's not like there's not sharps and odds makers. It's just a it's just a computer that has an algorithm and it spits out a number, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of times where you get value from that. So like you know there's money to be made just getting the value. So if you were like a a technique perfect or a system better or something like that, you look at a game like this and the bet is JD like 100. percent Like it's not you know like just value wise it's ridiculous. These teams shouldn't be this far apart. But it's the intuition and watching the games and knowing these teams, you know, as we've watched them, you can't with an honest heart say that JD are going to win this series, right? Yeah, it's that's just what makes it so weird. Is yeah, just, I can't really envision JD winning, even though the odds are 
very good for JD. I think I'm just going to end up not playing this game. Yeah. I already wrote on this, Chris, so I don't know if you want to interrupt me before I dive in on this a little. Yeah, no, I think we're all in agreement. Um, I wonder if it's like an overreaction to the last game that they played. Yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking. I just throw that away because JDG decided to sub out like half the team in the game too, and they wouldn't even trying. I mean, that was great for me to uh, to play on DFS. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to look back and see because I like all the weird playoff situations in the LPL last split. Like they played the very last game, so their playoff fate was decided already. So you could make the argument that. Because their fate was decided, they just punted this, knowing that they were like knowing full well they were going to be playing WE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and they like you say, not only did was their playoff spot locked, they knew that they were going to be playing WE again. Yeah, like literally like, down to more, like should we hide our strategies in the last game of the regular season when we're locked and we're playing the team we're going to play? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So they had a lot of incentive to not play their best or play the best strategies in that series. Yeah. And you could tell, I mean, just, just watching that game, you could tell that JD like punted it. Like they, they didn't care about that series at all because they got, they got absolutely smashed in both games. Like not close. Yeah. And, and WE is not a team that smashes you. They're like, get a lead and then they take their incremental advantages and then they win a big team fight and they win. Right. They're not a team that smashes you in 29, 30 minutes, which is what they did. Oh, yeah. So clearly, I don't think JDG is going to... JDG is obviously not going to be that bad, right? They're going to be ready to go for this. But at the same time, you know that they put at least some prep into that series, which could carry over into this week, right? I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here, just yeah, in, yeah, as, as a, an exercise, right? And this is what I had to do earlier when, when I put my blog post out. I'm... I'm betting heavy on WE on the minus 1.5 because I think even with all that preparation and all those other considerations taken into into effect, I still think WE win this like three to one. Yeah, I think the minus 1.5 is a is a good bet. If I'm gonna bet, that's what I will bet. Yeah. Um, I'd be surprised if JD gets no games. If they get three would I'd be a little surprised. Yeah. But we've been saying for a while, and I and I was a. a a leader on the front lines in this one that JDG has kind of been overrated for a yep. while here. So I don't, I don't envision them having much chance to be WE. If I'm betting this one, it's the minus 1.5 on WE. Like you say. Yeah. The, the weird, the weird thing about this though is, so you have, this is really two teams. I know for me, I mean, Calvin would disagree, but for me, this is a team that I thought was tremendously overrated. And another team that I thought was tremendously overrated and one has like drastically improved in the last three weeks, and the other one has not. They've kind of just become what I thought they were. And we know which one's which, right? Like to me, WE are actually an improved team. Like they look really, really good to me. I don't know if they're going to beat any of these top teams. I don't think they have a chance in hell of beating any of the top five teams. I don't, I don't think if they played a playoff series against Billy Billy right now, I think Billy Billy would win. But you know, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, I'm on WE minus one point five for a lot. And I don't usually like, we talked about how, you know, technique betting and all that stuff, like would say that bet JDG here. I'm on WE because I don't think there's a chance in hell JDG win this series. So I'm, I'm firing heavy on this, like probably way heavier than I should. And I would encourage people not to tail (laughs) at that, at the level that I'm going, but I'm kind of firing real aggressive on this. 
uh, I I dive into this a lot more. You can read the blog posts. I I do like a tail of the tape kind of thing of these two teams and how if you look at like their metrics and everything, they're basically the same team, but WE's got better vision control and I think WE have better players top to bottom. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting because I think I think WE do the things that are important right now better than JDG does. Whereas if this was like the beginning of the year, I might like JDG a little bit more. Uh, Chris, what do you think? What do you, what's the final score on this one, Chris? Uh, I, you know, the chances are higher for me to see a three-one or a three-zero. Not so. Again, three-one seems more likely. I, I think we've been talking about how overrated JDG is, and I've been fortunate enough to get on them while they were hot and know when to get off them. Uh, we WE really did improve a lot with Beishang being a full-time starter. I think um, the casters have mentioned it. That was the missing link for this team to be yeah. good. So, dude, again, I would agree with you. They were not beating the top uh, four teams, maybe five if you want to go that way. But they're, they're a, you know, what's the word? Frisky? They're a yeah. frisky team. Yeah, it's which is so fun. I, I wrote this in the blog post, but to me, WE are what Gen G could have been, which is kind of weird because it's a 16-team league versus a 10-team league. But Beishang and Peanut, there's a lot of parallels there in, in play style. And there's a lot of parallels there in the logic in team building for those two teams, right? So if, if you look at it, Gen G, what have Gen G, what's been Gen G's problem the last two years? Is they haven't had like a, a jungler to get things started. They haven't had somebody to get them ahead to get the leads that they need in order for them to play the way that they play, right? And they haven't had a jungler to get leads for them or to start things early to basically coax these passive players into into playing more more aggressive and with more priority, right? They haven't had that. WE haven't had that either. They bring in Beishang, all of a sudden they do, right? Mm-hmm. This guy's getting things started for them, getting them leads so that they can play the way they want to play. It, it's exactly what I think Gen G was thinking when they went and got Peanut, and it just didn't pan out there. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it's it's panned out for WE. It's different region, different style, of course, but uh, I, I I like the way that they're coming together, and I think they're kind of peaking at the right time. That said, I don't think they're going to do well after this round, but right, we'll see. Yeah, I think it's mainly because I don't believe in their top laner pauses. Yeah, I'm I'm with that. That's my that's my only reservation is JD could run away with it that way. John, let's get your best of the rest LPL team. You've got eight you've got eight okay. teams to choose from this time. So so and we got the same the same question here at the end, which is how does this team perform if they're in the league? Yeah. So my best of the rest LPL team. ADD in the top lane. I thought ADD was very good this split. And BLG's kind of cheating because BLG <laughs> should have really been in the playoffs. Can we exclude BLG? Because I, I literally just want to put the BLG roster. No, you can't because you got to have Hacker in the jungle. Hacker was underutilized this season. They didn't play. They kept playing way, way. Yeah. And Hacker is an animal when you put him out there and let him go loose. I'm down with Hacker. Yeah. In the mid lane. It's my boy Icon from OMG. <laughs> I went down with the OMG ship all season. They finally made me some money back at the end of the season here. But it Icon a is a beast. Down in the bot lane, we get Zwuji from the Rogue Warriors. Zwuji, I think, was a, is a ruler-level unanimous choice for the best of the rest in the LPL. Yeah. And then for support, I went with Rode from Victory 5, who didn't even play a lot of their games. 
But I was super impressed with Road last season, and I'm really surprised that they didn't give him more run with Victory 5. I, I was not real impressed with Lay, and I am a big fan of Road from last season. So I went with Road as my number five there. I kind of think that could be a little bit of... That's like, hot take. That is... I, okay, I don't know. Who's your support? Go, go, yeah. Okay. So before I get to my support, the only reason why I'd said it's a bit of a hot take is because Victory 5 hasn't been able to win a single match with Road. That's been True. my go-to. As if I knew that Road was going to start, I'm not picking Victory 5 in DFS. That's been very predictable. Yeah. The whole split. Maybe it's more his play style does work, and that's not what I've been looking at, and I probably should uh, go back to those. Um, but that's the idea. That's why I think why people were so, are so down on Road. Um, so for my uh, roster... I want a little Billy Billy heavy. Okay, so but but I have ADD, same uh, argument. I think he played very well. Um, there were some others in consideration, but ADD stood above them. Then I went with Penguin. I was initially not a fan, or I didn't understand why they I didn't like this pick. Best, but Penguin, Penguin just was quite in. good. He came in. He looks really good. It. I, I'm expecting good things from him in the summer. Uh, then Kuro and Jinjiao for Billy Billy. Um, I think Kuro brought a, a, a stability to the mid lane for Billy Billy that they Jin needed. Jinjiao over Zwuji? Jinjiao over Zwuji, yes. Yeah, I like it. I like that. That's a hot take. I don't even know if that's that much of a hot take. I that's like a hot take. I know I just like nodded my head, but I was half paying attention. I don't think Zwuji's unanimous like ruler level. <laughs> I think he's close uh, to that. Yeah, I mean, he is RW. I can give Zuji you that. He was Teddy from last season. He's good. I don't know if he's Teddy good, but he's he's approaching that. He's not. I don't think he's quite there yet. We haven't seen he, enough. We've seen one split from him. We don't know. He is Rogue Warrior. Yeah. I wish I could buy some Zuji stocks from you guys. <laughs> Zuji buying... is Rogue Warrior, and Rogue Warrior is Zuji. There's no doubt about that. But Jinjiao was, did what he needed. Jinjiao was really Harry. good. He was uh, really good. And then for support, there was a lot of in consideration. I really did like the support from the LPL, but I eventually went with Southwind. I think he was uh, really elevated um, Beachy's team as a whole. I mean, yeah, that was, team was real bad. <laughs> he was bad. And he stood out even in that bad team. Um, he was, he needed to support, he needed to assist when he needed to, and he needed, and he could have been involved with kills when he needed to be. So, those are my five. And I'll say I, in the LCK, I thought my my best of the rest team was a was a title contender. Maybe not a, any sort of favorite, but a contender. Yeah. I don't think so in the LPL. No, I, li- I like my team. Like, I well, think they're a playoff team, probably, but they're not anywhere near a, a contender to win. Well, that's the thing. And so that's the difference between a 10 team league and a 16 team league, too. Yeah. So, well, we had more choices. You would think the that's the thing. Like, you would think. This is this. I'll let you know. This whole thing is a leading question to a digression. I want to have. Just a <laughs> okay. Bit. Okay. You know we're not gonna have it. We're just gonna have it right now. Here's the digression, right? So last week, remember I mentioned that I was like, I'm just gonna have this cliffhanger hot take of the LCKs back. I said those words, I do right? Yes, that. yes, I, I do remember those words. You're wrong, but I, I heard it. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. This is just one exercise. I'm going to do this once. I'm going to like build a tower out of this, right? This is step one. This is the foundation. 
this thought exercise, right? Okay, you're just, just think building about it slowly. It. Just think about it. We're gonna we're gonna build we're gonna build the LCK's back narrative slowly. Uh, we just did Chris. Did we do both of you? I was yeah. too busy. Okay, we're good. Let's do the Friday LPL, and then I'll do mine awesome. after that. So we do have another um, another play quarterfinal round. Yeah, quarterfinal round mm-hmm. in um, in the LPL. In what we all agree is a grossly inaccurate line. Uh, Friday this morning, is where the money making begins. By the yeah, way, on my, yeah. on my Twitter, I was talking about how this is going to be one of the most profitable yeah. episodes. We've this, ever is, done. this is this cha-ching, is cha ching cha ching cha ching right here. Okay, get the dollar signs out. We have yeah. EDG minus one seventy nine against Sino Dragon plus one twenty two. The EDG minus one point five plus one nineteen. Load it up. Kaboom. Load it up. The money line. The minus second 1. mortgage 5. on the house. Let's go. Put it. Bovada doesn't have the minus two point five, but I would bet the minus two point five as well, almost for sure. All right, so we're all in on this. I think. I think if we could all make this pick of the week, like I literally put it down. Calvin put it down. Like I think we all. This is like, is this this is the cast pick of the week this week, right? For sure. Yeah. This is just make your money. Baby. Yeah. Is this like? There's no disagreement on this, right? Calvin made it his pick. Spoiler: alert, Calvin made this his pick of the week. So. Mm. Calvin's uh, going to get a win. Yeah. So, <laughs> here's the thing. We got burned on this with TSM last week. A little bit of a different scenario here, because the money is just ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Let's play devil's advocate against ourselves here. Why is Sino Dragon the right side? Like, like tr- let's, let's, like, let's think through this in real time. Like, why is Sino Dragon the right side in this situation? EDG does have a low floor. I'll That's say that. When EDG's been playing their worst this season, they, they could lose to anybody. Yeah. I think they literally did lose to, like, I know, anybody. They lost to, like, Vici or something, <laughs> yeah, didn't they? OMG? Was it OMG? They lost to... OMG's not a bad team. They lost to Snake. They got O2'd by LGD. Snake. That was the one that was tilting me. Yeah, they lost 2-1 to to Snake, and they lost to O2 to WE. Worth noting. This was a while ago. And then they lost 0-2 to LGD. The LGD loss was the beginning of March, so that's the most recent one. And LGD looked much better at the end of the season than they looked earlier in the season, so that's... I don't fault you too much for that one. They're still, You should still be beating LGD, but I don't fault them as much. I agree. Uh, okay. They did give up a game to Victory 5 also. so just Nothing wrong with there. that. <laughs> Victory 5. Poor one. Victory did five did any Victory 5 guys make? Uh, well, I have one, I think. Road. Sure. I had road. Yeah, Road, 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 yeah, so... Um, if I'm arguing Sino Dragon here, the point, I, the, like the the case in point I'm trying to make, is that this team, this team, it's it's so weird to me. Like they're like Victory Five, except they weren't quite as disappointing. But that's like kind of the same ballpark I have them in. Because there was a point at this se- in this season where I thought they were like. I thought like it was like them and Billy Billy fighting for like the best of yeah. the not top five spot, right? Mm-hmm. But it was mostly it wasn't based on individual play; it was based on team play. And they're just like, I mean, I, who did I compare last week? It was a victory five. I was saying, imagine like Fun Plus Phoenix is like a brand of soda. Sino Dragon are like the Diet Shasta Orange of <laughs> yeah. of Fun Plus Phoenix, right? They don't really have a lot of discipline. 
they just they, they do one thing, right? Just like Fun Plus, they do one thing, but Fun Plus does it at such an exceptional level that they can just brute force their way. They're they're the juggernaut. They can just run through a brick wall. They don't care, yeah. right? Sign mm-hmm. Dragon are decisive. They are confident. They don't quite have the individuals that Fun Plus has. Or I don't think they necessarily have the leadership that Fun Plus has. I also think that this team, this is not something that was talked about a lot this season. This this team kind of got exactly what they wanted in every draft this season. Look at their top played champions. I don't know if you, have you guys looked at this? No. I can pull it up now. Their top played champions, because I haven't written on this yet, but I like wrote this down in my notes. If you look at their top played champions, they have like double digits on like everybody that they want to play. Yeah, they just play the same guys and... And that doesn't happen. Like, Changlong played Scion 15 times. <laughs> 15 <laughs> times! Oh, I'm looking at the art right now, and you're right. Oh, it, like, it took an absolute, like, miracle of circumstance for these guys to make the playoffs instead of Billy Billy. There's yeah. no way that these guys deserve to be in the playoffs over Billy Billy. Now, I, the thing is, I, I don't think they're that bad. I don't. I think you could make an argument that this team should be a playoff team, but I mean, Billy Billy definitely belongs playoffs. But like, you could make an argument that this team should be in playoffs. I I, I wouldn't. I kind of like them about as much as I like JDG. Maybe JDG a little bit more. But like, I'm just th- never gonna get that image of Gala jumping on Alice there. Yeah, you're <laughs> never gonna get that out of your. That's burned into your skull. It's never going away. I just think. The ceiling for Sina Dragon is is so specific, and it's not even that high. And EDG, I mean, we talked about this a little bit on the episode too, like well before the episode. And I'll ask Chris this because Chris wasn't here when we were talking about this. So, Chris, if you had to look at the LPL teams, and they're playing at their absolute best, their peak, their ceiling, who are the best teams in the LPL? Just off IG. the top of your head, IG would be one. Yeah, yeah IG is unanimous. I think RNG, yeah. Um, T.O.P. could make they're so young but I think T.O.P. at their peak T.O.P. I could see that uh, I don't know I, I don't mm, at their peak I think I'm going to stop there okay that's fair no victory five Oh my God! Stop. <laughs> OMG, right, John? No. no. So, John, you—I think you and I both agreed. EDG is probably the third team or the yeah, fourth team. I think team. they're three or four for me when you're talking about ceiling teams. Yeah, EDG's issue is consistency. Now, that's the counter argument here, right? John, you already said this. Like their floor is very low, and that's what's scary about this. But this line is grossly inaccurate. Like and I want to, I want to. A touch on something that we're going to see in every region as well in regards yeah, to EDG. Don't be tricked. I said it a little bit last week, but don't be tricked by these veteran teams giving up more games than you think they should in the regular season. These yeah. teams of like guys that have been around for a while. There's teams every single season that do this. RNG does this every split. Yeah. Yeah. They give up a bunch of games that you don't think they're supposed to give up, and then they come back and they're monsters in the playoffs. Real sports examples: the Pittsburgh Penguins, the New England Patriots. Golden these are State like Warriors. These are perennial championship contenders, and they they give up games they shouldn't give up because they're messing around. They're they're saving their bodies in in normal sports or in in league. They're just saving strategies or they're just trying burnout. things out or yeah, trying to avoid burnout. Teams like G two in Europe that we're going to talk about. I think Team Liquid is doing this as well. 
EDG is an example of this, as well as RNG and some of those other teams. Those teams do get in the playoffs and then start doing other things and stop like trying as hard as they can to win regular season games. And every year you're going to be able to make money betting on those teams in the playoffs when they start getting undervalued by the algorithm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think this is a case not only of that, but I mean, we, we all agree. Like EDG was in our top five. Like we, we thought there was a pretty clear cutoff from the top five. And like at the time it was Billy Billy, you know, ripping pepperoni for them. Right. But, you know, so we thought there was a pretty clear cutoff. Like if we thought if we thought if EDG, like we most people had EDG at five. I think they're a little better. But like if you have EDG as the fifth best team in China and they play Billy Billy, I think they'd smash Billy Billy probably oh, three yeah. to one or three to zero. Right. Yeah. I, if it was EDG game Billy Billy, I think my expected result would be three one EDG. Yeah. And my like, expected result in this series is three zero EDG. Yeah. So I like to use I like to use um, like half games when talking about five game series or, or even three game series, right? Like what I think the expected result is. So I might say, you know, if we did EDG Billy Billy, I think the expected result would be like three to 1.25 games, right? Cause I think it's somewhere above, maybe a little bit above one, but it's probably three to one. Yeah, that's, that's what that means. Right. That's basically what that means, right? Yeah. It's like, so I think this game is honestly like three to Point three or point four. Like I don't even think yeah. ED, I don't even think Sino Dragon get to a half game. No, I, I don't think they're at a half game either. I think Sino Dragon gets stomped basically and, every time. And and play. I think like this is more. And honestly, like the fact that I'm even giving Sino Dragon that much credit isn't even as much respect to them as it is di- like respect for EDG's inconsistency. Sometimes, like EDG have this bad habit of like beating themselves in draft. Yes. Which is, I think, something that can definitely happen, especially on this patch, because a lot of just really potent... Like, I could see them giving up Silas and just losing to it, right? I know Silas lost the game this morning, but, like, I could totally see ADG just giving Silas up and losing a game to it, but... They're not losing two games. They're not 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 losing two. The the whole point of this is, if they lose two games in this series, I'll be flabbergasted. 100%, yeah. Yeah, this is... I mean, Calvin already wrote it down before me, but this this would have been my pick of the week. I'm going to do a different one just for the sake of fun. But this is basically yeah, unanimous pick now. of the week, right? And you could if you're scared. Their money line is a very fair price. Yeah, Even minus one seventy nine. Load up on the money line. The minus minus one seventy nine is completely reasonable for them. They're going to smash this matchup. Yeah. I'm loading up on both money line and minus one point five. Especially especially in a best of five, like you, there's there's kind of ease of thinking there. And, you know, they're going to have side selection for this, so they can only, you know, that that that's one less draft that they should hopefully not botch, you know, mm-hmm. like that. Everything, everything is, is coming up EDG in this matchup. And it's it's not even any disrespect to Sino Dragon, because I think we all kind of like some things about this team. I like that they're decisive, and I like that they, they don't just roll over and die. But EDG are just better. They have better players at every position. They play better as a team. Their ceiling is ridiculous. Their, their ceiling to me is like they're next to IG. Like they're as good as IG when they're at their ceiling. So th- this just hammered. This is free money. Yeah. Anything please, else? Please bet this match. Yeah. Just, this is free Send money. Send me the receipt so that yeah. I can thumbs up you on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, I didn't do my my all LPL team, so I'm gonna do an all LPL team without any of the Billy Billy players because they should have made playoffs. So then it's just OMG, right? Oh no, <laughs> no. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Jinu in the top. 
Well, runner-up is Zhao Al from Suning because that team also is just a. These two teams. <sighs> oh my God, Suning is like the entire LPL. Good top laners this year. Good there is because because yeah, yeah. like and even Ale on good. OMG was yeah, really really good. Yeah, too. Ale was really good. Yeah, good, good top good. laners this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Billy Billy was included in this list, I put ADD here because he was an absolute right. monster. Uh, but like Flandre didn't even make this list, and you would have made this list last year, and you would have laughed at me. Yeah. So, I think Jinny was just such a difference maker for his team, though. Like, dude is a monster. Like the guy is like an actual hard carry. He's like the closest thing the LPL has to. Well, I don't want to say that because it's the LPL. <laughs> but he's like the LPL version of of Hooney. Like the dude just puts the team on his back and carries, right? Like he's just a carry player through and through. He's like, a carry player. He's actually really fun to watch too. Mm-hmm. Uh, for jungle, I had Hacker. Again, I'm just disappointed in Suni so much. Hacker gang, Hacker gang, Hacker gang. Hacker yeah, gang. I, I agree. He's he was still really really good this season. I just I, that team couldn't put wins together. They just nope. I think they started off slow and then they got in their own head. That's kind of what happened with that team, I think. I put Icon, but you could make an argument for either Ian or Yuki here too. I, I didn't write those down, but I thought I thought both of them were very, very good for LGD. Uh, I did throw LGD some love here. I put Kramer at 80 carry. Oh, oof. Although yeah. I was going to say that Kramer, that they kind of get shafted because all their players played pretty well enough to be on this list, but yeah. I didn't put any of them on there. But they were, you're right, Ian and Kramer were both. Yeah, Ian was like, Ian was really, really good too for most of the season. Uh, a little bit more. I so support, you guys are right, support was really, really hard to pick because I just kind of did this. Uh, I put Southwind. I wanted to put uh, Killua, but like I didn't know how much of that was actually Zwuji just being a monster. I tend to think the supports with good AD carries get a little underrated. Like I don't didn't know if you guys agree with that. Win against RNG when they subbed out Killua. Yeah, they did. That's what. That's why I was gonna put one guy on there too. No. So the other option I had was so is Southwind PYL and Killua. I think PYL was PYL's been PYL. so good for so long. There's some more love there. Yep. Uh. Probably Southwind though, just because OMG was like so bad outside of him and Icon that. Vici. Oh yeah, Vici, 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 Vici. Yeah, I. Yeah, keep forgetting it's five and Chelly and Buffer OMG. Yeah, I. Yeah, they they just had nothing going on. I don't know. It's probably one of those three. I have a shitty team. There we go. <laughs> I have shitty teams. I have and no Billy Billy members still, on. It. That team, I think, could have contended. This team could have made playoffs. Yeah. This team. Would have made playoffs in the LCK probably, right? Yeah. No, no, I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> it was a bait. It was a bait. Don't take it. All right. Uh, so that was my best of the rest. We have the LEC. On Friday, we have Fnatic minus 556 against Splice plus 358. The minus 2.5 is at plus 143. For Fnatic, actually, yeah, that's better odds than the three O. So we just ignore this. Do they have a minus one point five? Uh, for Fnatic, I could check it out. It's probably on that way. Once this is one of those spots where I feel like there are some drafts that Splice can get a win with, but there that it's not going to happen consistently enough for them to win more than one game. I feel like a 3-1 is what I would want to be betting here. Let's see. 
I would agree though. Three one could happen, especially I think Splice needs to play on the top. Just tilt Bleepo. I think that was would be their only chance. The Fnatic minus one point five is minus one eighty two. Oh, minus one eighty two is heavy, but I think still, if you're gonna like, given that the money line's minus five fifty six, I'd rather obviously take the minus one eighty two to to allow a game. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's reasonable. I'm I don't feel this this is another one that's kind of like WE to me where I, I can't stand the way Splice play the game still, but they continue to impress me. And I got to give them credit for being good at what they're good at. And, and they they're a, they remind me so I don't want to this is like blasphemy to say this, but they do a lot of the things that the good SK Telecom teams did when they were playing this way. Like, when you think back to SKT, after their Season 3 Worlds win, for, like, the next three years, they were, like, the best defensive team to ever play the game. Like, they were so, so good at giving up leads and losing gracefully enough and then scaling. They were the best team probably ever to do that in Seasons 4, 5, and 6. They were so, so good at it, right? And Splice remind me a lot of that. Not They're not quite as good, but they remind me of that because they know exactly where to get their vision, they know when to punch back, and they know what they need to do to get a fight to get... or what they need to do to incite the enemy to make a mistake. They're very, very good at that, and I'll give props to them, even though I can't stand them as a team. <laughs> I kind of think this line's actually out of whack. I don't know if you guys think the same thing. But it's a lot like the WE situation, where I think the... I, I don't actually think Splice is going to win this series. But I do think, you know, just like JDG, like plus three fifty eight. What's the implied odds on three point on three fifty eight? It's ridiculous, right? Like, oh, am I, am I talking out of my ass here, John? Like, is Fnatic just gonna three zero this or what? I I think Splice is gonna get a game. Like I said, I think they play their style well enough that they can find a draft in there somewhere to pick up a game. I also think like there's a certain amount like. Fnatic actually like doing a lot of the same things that Splice does in draft, and they 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 play the same way. And I think when you have two teams that play the same way, and that way is scaling, it becomes much more of a coin flip. We've talked about this a lot. We talked about it for Worlds like last year too. How you when you both play to scale in the late game, it really makes it close to coin flip. Like the longer the game goes, like both teams are going to be the same. Like they both have the same tools, they both have the same kind of damage output. It's just, you know, very, very minute differences, right? So, I think for that reason, I actually think Splice can take a game here, but the odds at minus 196 aren't good enough for that. So, I'm not going to be as heavy on this as I am there, but I, I think Fnatic win this, like, three... This is, like, using the system I talked about, like, with the last series. This, to me, is, like, Fnatic 3 to, like, 0.75. 0.75. Like um, I think it, this is like three to almost one, if so you follow. Kind of what I'm envisioning is Splice get up. I mean, Fnatic get up two game, and they suddenly drop one, and then just yeah. The, so the, impl- the implied like odds on this to, three to point nine or something is mine. I think Splice is reasonably likely to take a game, but I don't think they have almost any chance of winning the series. So the implied odds on that are seventy eight point three. That's at that's at plus three sixty, so close enough. Like, do we really think? That's fair. Well, like, well, the the opposite. So, do we really think they're twenty two percent to win, twenty one point seven percent to win? No. 
It's probably more than that, but like we talked about earlier, it's not necessarily going to get to that point. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's it might be more like if 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 they played ten best of fives, it might be you know they win you know three or four of them, four of them. Mm-hmm. instead of two. So this is a situation where you're you're betting into poor value, and it's just a matter of how confident you are. Like you can do it. Like if you're confident this is going to be a three to one or three to zero, the minus one eighty two is definitely in range, and you shouldn't be afraid to bet that. Uh, I probably will. I think I think this is going to be a. I'm going to bet the fanatic minus one point five. Yeah, I'm I bet already have a bet on, on the Fnatic minus one point five. Yeah, I do as well. They're so. not giving up more than one game, I don't think. Yeah, and uh, I didn't check. I did put the odds on the exact. So if you think the three to one, exactly, it's plus two hundred three, which is pretty good. And I actually think that's the that's probably the most likely outcome by a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's not a bad bet. I'll probably have something on that as well. So all LEC team, John. Okay, so all LEC team is really funny to me because I think there's like a a reasonable argument that it's just Schalke. Yeah. Even though they played pretty bad. <laughs> like, I think you could change Ignar for Gorilla. Oh, man. But like, uh, other than that, like, I don't think anybody on XL or Rogue makes the all LEC team. Really? I don't think anybody on either one of those teams played well enough for me to consider them for the for the best of the worst. And then I think Fabibin and Soaz are garbage, as yes. said many times. <laughs> you can maybe argue Max Lore over Memento. And actually, I would argue Hansama over Upset, actually. So I think maybe you take the Misfits bot lane with the Shalka top half, as long as Memento's spirit isn't broken. <laughs> was, like, you watch like, the interviews with that guy, man. Like they, Memento had to be on suicide watch, man. I felt so bad for him. Like all these interviews with him, they're just like, he's just like, I just don't know what happened to me, man. I just, I used to be good, and now I'm garbage. And I was like, Memento, their mental, their mental is boom. Okay, like that's we go full memeing. Like their mental, maybe, maybe I'm overestimating how much Shalka. Because I guess you could argue that it's Max Lore and the Misfits bot lane with Shalka's solo laners. Hmm. I think that that actually would be my answer in the end, with Memento and Maxlor being really close. See, I kind of thought Wadid was fine. Wadid was Wadid was solid, and I thought Kasing was was pretty solid too. But I don't think he was as good as Ignar or Gorilla. Yeah, I, I would agree with John on that. All right, do you want to do? Hansama got screwed. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah. Hansama's an animal, and he got screwed by being on team. With a bunch of old guys who wanted to relive the glory days and bring Soaz in here. He's like 45 years old. I'm going to miss the gorilla, the Papa Smithy gorilla memes so much. He's trying to play on a monitor that's got like this much width. Dude, the Papa Smithy gorilla memes were the the, the highlight of my Twitter universe this season. I don't know about they were for you guys, but they were they were the highlight of my life every weekend. For... Oh my god, it was so good. I'll tell you a little side story, a funny little side story to show you how long I've been around league and and sometimes how your opinions of people can can be shaped early on yep so i do think so as kind of sucks i don't think he's very good anymore but my opinion of so as was cemented like seven years ago when i was a clg eu fan 
and they were going to All Stars, oh and they they played a one v one in the top <laughs> lane between Soaz and Wicked, and I wanted Wicked to win that one v one so bad, and and Soaz won and acted like a dick about it, and I've been off Soaz ever since then. <laughs> Wicked hasn't even played competitive league in like five years, and I'm still mad. <laughs> it should have been Wicked. Should have been Wicked, man. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! I... All right, let's we'll, we'll uh, I'll I'll drop the next. <clears throat> Chris, do you have your setup, or you want me to give you a second? We can talk. Yeah, about this mine is a mishmash of everything. I really just it's hard to pick out. It's the opposite of LPL, where there's like a ton of choices. This is yeah. like I'm just gonna also cut. So I have Odo Omni up top. Uh, I think Shalka, Shalka, right? Shalka makes sense. Yeah, and then uh, Kadrel surprised me. So I'm hoping to see some positive momentum going into summer. Although I, I like that pick a lot. Like, not gonna make much noise, but I like Kedro. Special was similar. Um, I think he. I don't know if the teams were already given up playing against uh, XL, but Special was special. He had uh, some good performances. I'll say that. Like, and I, I, like you make a good point. Like, it's it's tough to differentiate how well. A player looks against teams that are like trying versus teams mm-hmm. that are that have already mailed it in and are just kind of like playing. But and, and you know him being able to pull off some wins from a team that nobody expects to do anything. Uh, just you know they should give him a chance going into summer to start. Um, so I'll give it a special there. Then I have upset for my ADC, and it was between Ignar and Gorilla, and eventually. Maybe it's because of Papa Smithy. I just ended up with Gorilla there. <laughs> He's good. He's all right. I'll just a uh, little little. So I, it was so hard not to say Gorilla here because I'm on record saying this. I think Gorilla is the second best support player of all time. Across across the history of League of Legends, I think Completely he's the second. Reasonable. I think he's the second best support player of all Behind time. Crapo. And and wow, <laughs> you are you you sir, you sir are a dank memer. Well done. So I think he, I think him and Mata are so much better than every other support across like the history of League. Maybe maybe Wolf is the only other one you could really put in that conversation, just because he has the, you know, the results to say it. He's the uh, uh, what's it called? What's the quarterback? God, from what team era? You know, I'm trying to think. He's, he's the guy that won like all. He he won like four. What about uh, Terry? Uh, Bra- he's like Terry Bradshaw, right? You We're like, Manning, you lost me. Yeah, where it's like, okay, he he's <laughs> oh like everybody God. knows that he was like pretty good, but he's just on some really beast ass teams for his career. So he got a little bit carried to some of those Super Bowls, right? So you could say that about Wolf. Wolf was really, really good. I think Wolf's number three. And I think there's an argument to be made already for Ning, too. So, I don't know. Wait, did you say Ming? Anyway, anyway. Ming, yeah, yeah. Ming, uh, Ming. Uh, Uzi support. Ming or Ming? Okay, I thought you oh, said yeah, yeah, Ming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, just, and I'm, that's honestly like, because he hasn't been with them that long compared to some of these other duos, but I, I think you can make an argument just because they've been so dominant. Um. Anyway, that was a side side topic or whatever. I, I think Gorilla's really, really good. It, it pains me to not have him on this list even though I want him to be there so bad. Anyway, I'll do I'll do mine. Let's do the second L uh the second LEC slate. So the Saturday game, 
Did you you finish up, Chris? You had Gorilla, right? Yes. I okay. Yeah. I like the way this team looks. I like both your teams so far. And I like the Cajal special combo too, because I think the two of them were pretty good. Um, I thought the other teams had some flashes. Like players on the other teams had some flashes, but I yeah. wouldn't be like real excited to have Cadrill on my team. I was re- I was like real hype on Hiku and Wadib coming into the season, but oh, that- how could you <laughs> ever be hype on Hiku, dude? Hiku is like, was that guy gets a job. Every dude, Hiku was a metrics season. monster last year. He was like so, he was like the Apollo of Europe last year. Some garbage team like doesn't make doesn't make playoffs and lets Hiku go, and then he joins some other garbage team. It's been happening for like three years. But he's beaten like, all the challengers. We're really hyped to have Hiku back for his eighteenth yeah. non playoff split in a row. I hope he's the best eighty carry in Europe next year. <laughs> I hope I he's the best eighty carry in Europe next split. But I mean, guys, prove me wrong because a, a, a small aside. But I swear to God, for years I made money just straight betting against any team that Keith was on. Yeah, I, I guess. Didn't put money on anybody that was playing against Keith. And then last uh, in the last week of the NALCS this week or this year, where they put Keith in. I slammed Clutch Gaming super hard. Oh my god! And then and Cloud Nine Academy just crushed Clutch Gaming. <laughs> so I, I got I got shit on with my anti Keith. So Saturday we have G two minus two twenty two against Origin plus one sixty eight. The G two minus one point five is at plus a hundred. Even plus money 100. on hundred. G2 to get minus 1.5. Go to the ATM, boy. Yeah, yeah, this is another one. This is just money in the bank. John John talked about this earlier, and this is this is really the, the frame. It's it's very, very similar to the EDG Simon Dragon series, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe a little less so, because I think Origin probably Origin probably do belong in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I think they're they're a good team, but like look at these. Take a small aside to go to your chances for teams to win the playoffs numbers that you have over here. Yep. G2 plus 120, Fnatic plus 200, Origin plus 300. So they think Origin has almost the same chance of winning the playoffs as Fnatic. Like I don't. Third, not even close. Origin is like is the third best team, and they're definitely the third best team of these four. So like G2 and Fnatic are way better than Origin. So just to put some comparison down here, right? Like, so in NA, we have Cloud9 and Team Liquid are clear one and two, right? In some order, whatever, yeah. whichever one you like, whatever. And then TSM is like a clear cut number three, right? They're way better than the rest of the league, but they're not quite up to the up to the level of these two. So the TS, the, there's a huge gap between three and four. I think Europe, there's a huge gap between two and three. Yes, I think 100%. I think G two and Fnatic are so much better than everyone, and that's even including a splice team that's been playing out of their mind the last like three weeks. Yeah, right? I mean, did people not watch the last set of games? Like Fnatic dominated Vitality, who is better than Origin. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. They dominated them. I think if you were going to make an argument, Vitality is the team that would be that the number three team. Here. Yeah, they could be sitting here at plus three yeah. fifty. Vitality is the team that's like clearly the number three team if you're gonna have that but i think they're i think it's not i think i think fanatic and g2 at this point are... look at look at where origin picked up all their wins if you go back in the it's season and look teams. at how it played out and they're bad teams or they beat good teams once good teams were locked in yep like mm-hmm. they beat good teams when good teams weren't trying to win that hard anymore and then they beat all the bad teams origin is a is a good team but they're not on the level of g2 or fanatic it's not close yeah i'd, I'd agree with that like 
Chris, what do you think on this one? Like this is this like a three O territory? Uh no. Just because I think Origin can pull up at least one win. I think they have that capacity to just slow things down, play the macro. G2 is just lollygagging around one game, first game. I'm going to predict that, the first game Origin take. And then just uh, G2 just snowballs them for the rest. That's actually, I don't don't dislike that because G2 do have a bit of a tendency to, you know, clown around a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that. And yeah, I know this team clinched really, really early, and they didn't have a lot to play for, like very, very early in the season. But even when they were like still trying hard, they were really, really disrespectful in the draft. And I think Origin's good enough to maybe punish them in one game. That said, this is easy. I don't know why this is this close. Because <laughs> right. so this is this is the this is kind of it's similar to the the EDG situation in that one of these teams is is way way better. And there's absolutely no reason we should be getting these kind of odds on this, right? Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, exactly. This is this is easy. This is money in the bank. This is an absolute slam dunk. Uh, for just out of curiosity, I looked up the uh, the props on the the three zero is plus two seventy nine, and the three one is plus two forty one. Both good odds as well. And I think you know if you if if you think that's uh, we we talked about this all season how like G2 have basically been smurfing since like week six. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And People they were, were still winning games. They, they never fold. They never fell off. People were talking about them like falling off. They were not, no. they were just starting to try weird stuff and messing around. And it's so, a totally different look. If you watch how they played and how their players played lanes, they're like, you could tell immediately that it's not the same people, like not trying the same way. If you, if you look at their drafts over the course of the season, they had a couple drafts where they would try something really, really funky, like just mm-hmm. completely out of left field. This is like all toward like the la- this is like the last three weeks or four weeks, right? They would try something really, really far in left field, right? And then they would go back to what they were, you know, they ran back. Basically, they ran back like week one comps all over again a lot of the time, right? And they were just going back and forth between wild and crazy and back to normal, wild and crazy and back to normal. When in reality, I don't think they're going to play anything like that. Like, I don't think, I think those are like tools in their toolbox. I think they're just going to play what's optimal. This team's not stupid. They're, they're really, really good. They're, I think they're so much better than everyone, including Fnatic. I think they're going to whoop Fnatic in the finals, too. I think it's going to be like three to one. Yeah. I, I definitely think G2 is a huge favorite to win. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's no disrespect to Fnatic because I think Fnatic have been, you know, they finally become what we thought they were going to be, like the season winning team, right? But G2. I think G two are even better than what people like the people that were high on them thought they could be. Like I was pretty high on G two going into the season, and I think they're even better than what I thought they were. I thought they were going to take a while. I thought they were going to be a team that was going to struggle in the first three or four weeks and then yeah. figure it out. I didn't think they that they would just figure it out right away. Did you think I Fnatic think and G two were like opposites? Like you exactly. thought Fnatic was going to start 100%. strong? Yeah, I, I thought I was... Fnatic was going to come out and crush everybody, and G two was going to be struggling for a little bit. Yeah, I, th- this is easy. This is money in the bank. I don't think there's that much more to even talk about with this one. Like, th- the argument is whether you think Origin. I mean, let's do the same thing we did for the other one. Like, what's the argument for Origin, right? Is that G2 clown around for a game and Origin gets one? Are they going to get a whole the series only, doing that? The only argument you can make, a legitimate argument you can make for Origin, is I do think that their coaching staff is very skilled. Yeah, I think if you're looking at a team to come up with a strategy, 
Origin's a pretty good team to come up with a strategy that could that could try to put some wrenches in it. Mm-hmm. But that's the kind of thing that wins you a game a generally. Game. That's right. Not not it's, generally. I don't think it wins you a series if you're this outskilled. It's the kind of thing that wins you a game. Yeah. I mean, they they played them close during the season. Like I'm I'm like looking at the recaps for the season games right now. G two blew them out in the first game of the season. That that was. And then no Origin surprise. was the first yeah, team or- to beat them. At the yeah. beginning of the second half of the season. Yeah. Origin mm-hmm. Yeah, Origin looked really, really good. I mean, this this is part of the problem I have with the best of ones, too, is we don't get to see how these teams in in the Western regions, and this is a bit of a digression. In the Western regions, it's a lot harder to extrapolate what these teams are going to behave like in a best of five. We started kind of talking about this last week, but like you can look at a team we kind of saw it play out this weekend the way, you know, this way as well, right? Where you can look at a team and figure out you could see pretty much over the course of a season like how deep a team's you know strategy pool is more or less whether it's yeah. champion picks or whatever we didn't quite it's it's really hard to do that sometimes because you have these teams that wind up like origin right origin have a good record they have good coaching staff that they're going to be well prepared on i don't think they're this like super versatile team or anything i just think they're always well prepared right Mm-hmm. Whereas with G two, the sky's the limit. We could have seen two percent of what this team can do. Yeah, and it's another one of those things too, where I like to do my positional comparisons and figure out where the advantage is for a team. Yeah, and I just don't see where their advantage is. Like even in the mid lane, which I think is the strongest position for Origin, you don't have an advantage over Caps. Yeah, like we already saw Nuke Duck against Caps in Summer Split Finals. It was not pretty for Nuke Duck. And that's the closest thing they've got, really. Like, I mean, I get, you could argue maybe that Patrick is better than Perks. That's an argument you could make. No. But Mickey is way better than Mithy. <laughs> yeah. And Wonder. I got respect for Alfari, too. I, I think Alfari's a good player. but uh, I think Alfari's good, but he's so not good. on Wonder. I actually think Yankos the biggest. Is better than Cold. I think the biggest difference in this series is Yankos to Cold. Yeah. And I'm oh. high on Cold, like, compared Cold to a lot weird... of people. He was a weird thing for me because I always had a good amount of respect for Cold. I thought he was solid, but I was surprised that he was who they picked because I feel like they had their choice of the litter. They're a yeah. name brand in Origin. They had Deficio coming on. Like It feels like they could have picked up who they wanted to pick up, and I was a little bit surprised that Cold was the guy they considered to be like the guy they wanted for this yeah. team. I, was I never also... really thought of him on that level. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Like, he showed Chris, up well. Chris, well. do you have anything like what's a pro? What's a pro origin argument for you? Pro origin argument. I think the I can't even say it with a straight face, but the lack of experience for perks at bot. I mean that that's a factor. It could come into play. I mean, I think you could argue that Patrick's a better AD carry, right? Or like a more versatile, especially. But Mickey X, is yeah, Mickey X yeah. can cover so much error that perks can make and that's and that might be the only factor if mickey x is still a little bit rusty from his rest um, he is coming back from injury yeah the, the other thing to remember too is like perks benefited this is another like this it's picking on perks again right mm-hmm. one of the things that he kind of is advantaged by the mages and none of them are particularly playable in the bot lane anymore like you can still and play the 80 carries that he's good at playing are not the best 80 carries either. Like he can play Lucian, but you don't want to be playing Lucian right now. I think you do want to be playing Lucian right now, but you no. need, but I think you do want to be playing Lucian right now, but you need to be an exceptional Lucian. 
I think Lucian's like Callista 2.0. Like I just don't. I want think. People I think so good. too. I think so too. But I think if you are good enough at it, it is the best pick. Which I don't know if. Perks I want my teams locking in Jinx. Jinx and Trist and Siver. He does play Siver in every game. He does play Siver, so that's worth mentioning. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think this is a three to one, and that's giving a lot of respect to Origin. But this is another one where I think it's like three to point seven five or three to point eight, like maybe yeah. a little bit more. Like, yeah, like, I, I think this is very likely three to one, and the second most likely outcome is a G two three zero. I don't think Origin take more than a game in this series. The minus one point five is money for sure. Lock it in. Yeah, at, at pl- even money, it's insane. Like the. <sighs> You compare this to, I mean, th- this is this is very. We're when you left, John, we were explaining like this is ex- this is very similar to the EDG situation where it's a team that's not even in the same ballpark, but the records and the algorithm spit out a number that says that they are in the same ballpark. Exactly, and you're, you're gonna see that, that algorithm. Yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna see that bear out in a best of five. We it's the same thing we saw. Like it's the reason we were so big on TSM last week. I know that didn't hit, but like you saw after that first game. After that, like, it wasn't really a fluke, but, like, after that first game, you saw who the better team was convincingly in the next three games. Like, not close. Exactly. Right. And you're going to see that here, too, for sure. I, I just think, for as well-prepared as Origin can be, I can't see this set of players having more than a game's worth of curveball and outplays to deal with this. I think they're only, like, the only argument you could even make for them not winning the, the championship this season is that Fnatic does have a lot of chemistry and experience. Yeah, built up throughout the time. If Fnatic Fnatic could maybe find a way to win the finals, I don't think it's likely, but they could find a way to win the finals, but Origin's not going to beat them here. Origin's even more, uh, has even less team cohesion than they do. Less experience. Less talent. Yeah, I, I I think Origin need G2 to punt a game. And to show up, like, uh, they they need G2 to punt a game that is not the game that they take from being better prepared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just getting the two games. The third game, I don't even know. Correct. So, I, I'm very confident in G2. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, 222 is even close to bettable for me. Like, uh, if you want, like, a slam dunk, like, guaranteed, if you were that scared of the minus 1.5 or any kind of cap, the G2 money line's, like, bettable. Yeah, G2 money line at minus 222 in this matchup is fine. In a best of five, that's willing, playable. I'm definitely more willing to take slightly bigger odds like that when it's in a series. When it's in a best of five, especially. Think yeah. about that, too, because we talked about like in best of ones, we don't like to take minus 222, nope. minus 250, stuff like that. But this is not best of one. Yeah. Minus 222, very bettable in this matchup. Yeah, especially in a best of five. That's definitely in, in range. Uh, G2 also, uh, just to win the split odds, G2 plus 120, by the way. I think that's Fanatics at plus 200. Kind of like putting something on both of them there. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody but those two is winning. Yeah, so me neither. Go ahead. Um, let's see. LCS, uh, more free money? LCS, yeah. Jeez, we got even more. So this has to be the craziest shit I've ever seen. This is slightly less free money just because of the odds than some of these other bets, yeah. but this is so stupid. But, Go ahead. yeah, it, this is less free money, and because it's two good teams, it's a little different. But Cloud9, minus 104, TSM, minus 123. TSM are favorites against Cloud9. And Cloud9 is plus 115 on Bovada. And Cloud9 
Get side selection for this. And Cloud Nine has has just been better all series, all season. Like, why? TSM, TSM made a little run at the end, but mm-hmm. Cloud Nine has been the better team. Arguably, has the advantage in every lane. Like Bjergsen and Niski is the only part of this matchup that's not clearly Cloud Nine favored. And I think Niski is is on Bjergsen's level, so I'm not even worried about that necessarily. Yep. I don't understand the universe where this could actually be the line. Like I, I, I was, I'm sitting here trying, like I've been trying to figure this out all day. Yes, I agree. For the last like four hours, I've been trying to figure this out. Like I'm looking at both these teams and be like, okay, well maybe this team's coming in cold. Like they're coming in cold. Or this team's not coming in. Like I, I guess the only logic here. So TSM have won six in a row. Right. Yeah, they're literally just banking on this TSM win streak. That's like right. where the algorithm is coming up with this. But and is Cloud- it the same situation we saw in the other leagues. A team that wins a bunch at the end, the algorithm is giving them a ton of value when they shouldn't get a lot of value from beating teams that are already locked in playoffs or already locked out of playoffs or already have their position taken. Sorry, go ahead. I'm no, so you're good. And like Cloud Cloud Nine is like <laughs> it's not like they were chop liver. They went four and two, and that was like with a game with all their challenger team in too. Yeah, and they're just really fucking good. Like yeah, like I, like exactly clear yeah. number two seed in the in the LCS for me. Clear. <sighs> like I'm clear. trying to like just do a quick look at metrics for this. I like, think Cloud Nine has a better chance of beating Team Liquid than TSM has of beating Cloud Nine by a absolutely. lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd agree with that. Like, just to, I'm going to give a very, very quick cursory rundown of like some of the metrics that matter for these two teams, right? Goal per minute. Cloud9's 1861, TSM's 1837. Very similar, right? Cloud9 do 2108 damage per minute as a team. <laughs> TSM do 1937. Both very good numbers. 2108 is absurd. That's like ridiculous, even for like China or the or like you know Vietnam. That's like, that's an insane damage number, right? They're good. They first blood 61% of the time. TSM gets 50%. First tower to cloud nine, 67%. That's ridiculous, too. That's an insane... <laughs> that's like a Griffin number, right? Uh, the vision scores are actually kind of similar. But, like, there's no universe where TSM are favored unless you're looking at this as, okay, they won six of the last six. Like that—that's the only universe where this makes any kind of sense at all. Oh, maybe you could say if—if if you were doing like an Elo model, TSM has beaten Team Liquid, and a, an Elo model might spit out that Liquid has a higher rating. Yeah, that definitely could be what it's looking at. Like, actually, now that I'm th- now that I'm looking at it, that's got to be it. Like, if they just assign an Elo rating to these things, hmm. Cloud Nine hasn't beaten Team Liquid. Cloud Nine right. is zero and two against Team Liquid. TSM is 2-0 against Team Liquid. I'm pretty sure these teams are playing the triangle right now. Is TSM beat Liquid twice, Liquid beat Cloud9 twice, yeah. Cloud9 beat TSM twice. Yeah. So maybe so that's the logic. Rock, paper, scissors, but still TSM still comes in third. Like, and this isn't so the other thing is, like, I I had to go ahead and look at the futures for this too. Like Ooh. to win the split, it's liquid minus two twenty three. So the books think liquid's winning. Sixty per sixty plus percent to win, right? Mm-hmm. TSM is second at plus 400, Cloud9 at plus 450. So no the books legit think, and this is on, this is Betway, right? Like this is, yeah. Betway's usually pretty good. Yeah, like what? Off base here for sure. Cloud9 is definitely better than TSM. 
and, get your money in on Cloud9. Yeah, and like we're not even disrespecting TSM at all. We think no, TSM's clearly really well. the third best team. Like, and right now I think they're like tier 1.5. Like they've been playing that well. Like you just have to think about how these matchups are going to play out too. Like Broken Blade is going to get dumpstered. The way that he plays, yeah. he's going to get dumpstered by Licorice. Yeah, I, I just so the the question here is. Okay, so we we all think Cloud9 is going to win, right? Yes. Is it completely out of the question that TSM win this? Pretty close? Yeah, I mean, it's not out of the question. I think they probably win the series 20% of the time. 20% of the time? So you, so what do you, what do you think... Not. I'm not... A, so let me ask this. Not what you think the book's line should be, but if you, John, had your own personal line for this... I don't know, you might do this. This might be an exercise you do. I do it. What is your line for this? I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to make money as a book, and Cloud Nine is gonna be minus two twenty five. Okay, maybe maybe a little bit further, and TSM is gonna be like plus one seventy five, okay. plus one eighty, something like that. And like so, what do you, and what do you think? You like ignore you trying to make money as a book. What do you think the actual line is? I think Cloud Nine is probably like minus three hundred. Okay, all right, that's reasonable. I I would put this. And this is this has a lot of respect for TSM because they've been so good recently. I would put, and I also think there's a chance that Cloud Nine maybe run a sub in one or two of these games. I would say it's like 200 to 225 range for Cloud Nine minus 200 to 225. Like so, like kind of the same ballpark, right? Yeah. Cloud Nine should be a heavy favor. Why they're an underdog is completely beyond me. It makes no sense unless that's it. Like it's got to be that, right? It has to be yeah. that they've beaten Liquid twice and like an, an ELO model is spitting this out, right? Seriously, I hope some people out there that are listening to this podcast take the couple results that we've told you are like locks. Parlay those results, man. Yeah, this take is, the, this is easy. We're talking about. You will get some seriously good return on parlaying these like locks with EDG and Cloud9. Yeah, I'm... I'm all in. I actually, I'm actually putting a couple like three unit parlays down. That's like the biggest parlay. I'm betting more on Cloud Nine. Like Vince knows, uh, I'm a guy who only bets like one and like maximum two units. Yeah. Uh, My units are really large, but that's pretty much all I ever bet. And I'm really (laughs) considering, especially the EDG match and this Cloud Nine one. I'm really considering going up to like three to five units, and I never bet that much on single games. Yeah. This is these lines are just wrong. They're just dead wrong, and and. This is a classic case of like why this is a big part to try to get in on the ground floor of betting esports is that they don't have, you know, a sharp guy sitting at a computer doing all this shit. It's just it's that's a guy of that's, why it's abusable. Yeah, exactly. So this is the kind of spot that you need to attack, right? Like just take it from all of us. Like this is the spot you want to jump on, right? Hundred uh, percent. How about your uh, your NA NA All Star team, John? <laughs> Okay, the NA All-Star team, this one's kind of interesting because there's some weird players hanging out in in the missing playoffs for NA. <laughs> a lot of, like, high-ceiling, low-floor guys hanging out in the missing playoffs in North America. Um, I went with Hooney in the top lane. I think Someday is a Respect. very reasonable argument as the other guy you could take. But that's just an argument of floor ceiling versus consistency. Yeah. Like, Someday's more consistent, has always been good. Uh, and Hooney has a huge ceiling and a terribly low floor. And That's so true. you, if you if you said someday, I would never argue with you, but I went with Hooney uh, on my list. In the jungle, I went with Lyra 
And I think a lot of people are going to totally disagree with me here and go with the nope. optic junglers. The dive, I know the dive uh, went with the either optic jungler as their choice for like the best guy that missed. And I like Lyra a lot. Um, if I was going to pick a second person behind Lyra, it would be Dardock. They went with Meteos on the dive. I think Dardock's, I mean, he's cancerous, apparently. I mean, I don't know the guy personally. I've, I heard he used to beat his mom. I don't know, but... Oh, my God. But, uh... We need to come up with, uh... What's the, what's the, rum- what's the rumor du jour for Dardock today? It was his brother that posted that he, that he used to beat his mom. Dude, whatever. But, uh, I don't know this shit. But I don't know. I don't know the guy. Yeah. I would Dardock would be my number two behind Lyra. But, yeah, I, I really like Lyra. Uh, in the mid lane... I was surprised because somebody here did not agree with me, but it had to be Crown. It had to be Crown was so good this split. Wait, who did not? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay, I went, I went with Crown. Uh, yeah, I really thought Crown was fantastic this split. Uh, and then in the bot lane, I thought Bang was the best eighty carry, although he didn't get a chance to show it a ton. Uh, support was the hardest one for me. Yeah, because Biofrost, like a former star that wasn't that good this season, Afro moves a former star that wasn't that good this season, and then Vulcan actually was pretty good this season, but we haven't really seen much else from him. So you could <laughs> you could have your choice between guys who used to be good that weren't that good last split or guys that we don't know anything about that were good last split. I think I wrote down Biofrost, but I think I'd actually go with Vulcan. Like, Vulcan was the best player this split of those three, I think. Vulcan was actually pretty good. Like, for real. Like, not even... For this split, I think he was the best of those three. I was giving too much credence to their their previous performances when I was choosing between Biofrost and Aphromu. Vulcan was the best this season. So uh, I would go with Huni, Lyra, Crown, Bang, and Vulcan. How does okay. that team perform if they were on the same team? Really badly. Uh, who knows? Because of their styles. It's only because of their styles. Like, yeah, this is not a synergistic lineup think, whatsoever. I don't, think Crown and, I don't think Crown and Huni want to be on the same team. I don't think uh, Crown and Lyra want to be on the same team. Oh, sure, but I got I just don't think these guys would play well on a team together. So I'm gonna say they would not make the playoffs if they were on a team together. I need to I need to quick backtrack and say my LEC because I I just realized I completely forgot to do that. Oh but, yeah, hit us with your LEC. So my LEC lineup would have been so as much as you guys hate them. I think the guys stuck around this long Should for have been a reason. Wicked. <laughs> Fair. Uh, Max Lore, I think we all had Max Lore, right? Oh no, you had Kajol. Kajol's good. Uh, I said Abadog. Abadog was good this season. Uh, yeah, he was I, actually about what I expected him to be this season. I think he's going to be much improved, and he'll be someone to look out for next season. Uh, Hansama, obviously really good. I have Wadid. Again, like consistency. I'm just going to go with consistency on that one. I liked Wadid a lot. Uh, Fair enough. I mean, there's not a lot to pick from in, in the EU supports. Uh, Shade well, throwing a gorilla right there. Not a lot dude, to choose oh, from. Ripping rip piece. <laughs> Just Nobody picked it. Dude, Gorilla was so bad. It doesn't even make sense how bad he was this season. It's because he had to play with Soaz and Fabivin on his team. I'd be garbage too. Dude. You put together a super team with me on it, and then you put Fabivin on that team. I might not even make it. I'd Dardock that team. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, uh, Chris, did you want to do your your LCS one, or you want to talk about Liquid? 
FlyQuest first? Uh, I mean, honestly, yeah. Let's. I'll, I'll go quickly. My team. I think John touched on a lot of the things that we talked about. So I had someday over Uni. I guess I think someday was still performing, or at when Hundred Thieves were still motivated, someday was performing to his yeah. uh, ceiling or not his ceiling, but his best. And then, yeah, I went with Dardog. I think he has a better upside than Meteos. I'm, I'm not sure what Meteos really brings. It's maybe stability, maybe consistency, but Dardog has the higher upside. Meteos also, is supposed to be toxic too, so... I don't get yeah. having both of those guys on your team. It makes so little sense to me. Like, I... Yeah, that made no sense I don't to know. Me. Sorry, and, I didn't interrupt. Yeah, no problem. And then for... You know, Crown should be the consensus pick, but I just wanted to be different, so I went with Power of Evil. I think he performed well for that CLG team for what it's worth. Um, yeah, I, I do think Power of Evil is actually... Power of Evil is weird, because I think he's overrated by the public, but underrated by, like, the 10% public. Like, And what I mean by that is, like, smart fans, analysts, betters, like, people, people that are, like, in tune with the game that aren't just casual fans. Like, I think he's underrated by like our lot, but overrated by the casual fan because he's like, Oh man, he does the Norm Nashers to Thoriana. He's so cool, man. Look at that. He's so good. He's an innovator, <laughs> right? He's a, but he is like the, the King buzzword guy, right? He's, he's, he's an innovator. He's, he's creative, right? I, Power of Evil is actually good. He's a really good player and he's been really good for a long time on sometimes good teams, sometimes bad teams. I got respect for Power People, so I can see that pick, but I, yeah. Yeah, and then I wrapped it up with Bang and Vulcan. Vul I like it. I think all three of us are on Vulcan. Vulcan, baby. Well done, Ooh. sir. Well I'm done. Gonna Vulcan. Who are you gonna pick? Video, I'm going to add him. Who else well, are you going to pick from the LCS? Uh, good question. Great question. Aphromoo, maybe? No, that, I didn't, you'll notice, I mean, we'll get to my team. I didn't have a single Hundred Thieves player on my team. Just, I can't do it. I can't. This team. No, you do. You have a top. <laughs> did you see yeah, who I we I lied. Officially, I lied. Get, officially got the boot? I did. I saw that. We should have mm -hmm. talked about that to open the show, but. I, man. I don't think who he's that good, but. He's getting a lot of shit right now that he shouldn't be getting. The dude's still a professional player. Like, be respectful, I think, people. I didn't think he was that terrible as an overall this season. I thought no. he made some abhorrent mistakes, like some really, really big mistakes. But in between those really big mistakes, I thought he was fine. I thought people were talking he... about him like he was clearly the worst mid laner in the league. No. I, I don't think so. I think he played fine, other than some glaring errors. I think who he is a product of. I don't, he's like a product of his environment, right? He, if you look at what he does, he's good at one thing. He's he's just like Fly. Fly is this way from Gen mm -hmm. G or MKT. Fly does the same thing. His role is to start shit. Like he gets out there and he makes action happen on the map. Sometimes it's awful and you lose. He's he <laughs> yeah. is the coin flip. He's the catalyst, right? When you have him on the team, that's his job. And guess what? He did that job. Now, he flipped tails more than he flipped heads this season, but that's going to happen sometimes. I actually liked, like, going into this season, part of the reason why I was so high on 100 Thieves was it was continuity plus more action. So I actually thought they had more upside this season, mm -hmm. and I'm a who he hater. I just thought stylistically it was a good fit for that team. Right? I thought he was perfect because they had 
someday in the top lane. Mm-hmm. And Stable. I bang, and bang Afro Moo were supposed to be a, a stronger Stable. lane than they were. And who he's known as as a roamer. He's a guy that goes and helps the other lanes. And I was like, if yeah. you have two really powerful lanes and a mid laner that's going to try to affect those lanes too, like that was what I was worried about when I didn't bet 100 Thieves at the beginning of the season is I was worried that they were just going to turn into this god team where Hui was just roaming around and they were already winning their lanes anyway and now they're diving everybody because Hui's coming down. Like I I thought it was a perfect setup at the beginning of this season. Yeah. I mean, I, I was worried about Onda, but yeah, yeah Onda. Where, so I think Onda's going to be fun. Yeah, go ahead. Let me jump in quick. And I wanted to affirm what you said, Vince. It's that's kind of when they brought in who he bang and someday still hang around. I thought Hundred Thieves was going to change their style. You know, yeah, be more active, have a better uh, team uh, team fight. That should have been the hundred thieves that I was expecting, and none of that showed up. Yeah, absolutely not. I, I don't know if it was just a weird off season, or they didn't get enough time together, or if it was Bang yeah. being new to the NA. Like I, I don't know what it was. Well, maybe it was just probably didn't have a good read on this patch for the first time in how many years. He's been pretty good as a coach. He's had a good track record. Yeah, I don't he think really he's has. like I don't think he's God's gift to coaching by any means. I think he's overrated by just because he's been around for a while. Like he, all they do on the cast is talk about him nonstop, and like I, I think he's awesome. I loved him as a player. He's a smart guy, and he knows what he's doing. I, I think even I mean, Coma had a bad season too. Coma had like a whole year we had no clue how to play League of Legends, right? And they were like, I, honestly, you can make that argument about last year. Yeah, yeah. Coma just didn't have the right read, and that's you know maybe probably just didn't have the right read. Like, and these, this team was floundering in drafts. It looked like they were panicked from like week one, as soon as they started losing. And people forget that like the last like four weeks of losses from them was all because they were clearly destroyed and demoralized. Like they would have won some of those games. If they were coming into all those games, confident and happy and excited, they would have won some of those games. They were just, they had given up with the last like four weeks left. They had clearly just given up on their chances of doing anything. They were all depressed because they thought they were going to win the split, and now they were like not going to make the playoffs. Like you, you could tell. I would. I didn't count like any of those last like seven losses. No, they were. Them. They were just. They were already destroyed. That had nothing to do with them being bad players or anything like that. Right. I, th- I think, and this is a bit. I don't even think this is a hot take. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call hundred thieves the Jacksonville Jaguars. they got off to a rough start. Now in, in the NFL, it was different because they had an abysmal quarterbacking situation and they had one of the best defenses assembled in the last 10 years, right? Their roster on paper, even the offensive skill position players, offensive line, everything. Jacksonville's roster last year was probably the second or third best roster in football, like top to bottom, like just looking at the players on paper, right? The quarterback was just so bad and they lost games. And within a couple games, you could, you could tell, the defense just quit. They just quit on their quarterback. They didn't want to play anymore. I think they were just demoralized. They went and got a guy this offseason. They went and got Nick Foles. I think they're going to be insane next year. I think they're going to be really, really good. Because they don't need a guy that's a world beater. They just need someone that's good. I think 100 Thieves, regardless, unless they go and get someone that isn't Saligo, which could happen. I don't know. But unless they make some crazy weird downgrade at mid lane, I actually think this team bounces back next split. I think they're going to be good next split. Yeah. I, I think, think this, be, there's going to be a good future to bet on them to make playoffs. I don't think they're going to win the league, but there's no. going to be a good future to bet on them making playoffs. Oh yeah. I think probably, you know, they just move bang to mid lane and go get imp. Mid- then- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the, the, the point being like, I, I think, 
uh, we're turning this into a hundred thieves podcast, but like, <laughs> but I, I actually think I actually do think that they just flush this season down the toilet, start fresh, and I think they're going to be good next season. I would have uh, liked to see them honestly. I would have liked to see them keep Hui for me too. a little bit and me too. change their jungle. Like, I don't. He, I'm not the biggest on the hater, but I don't feel like he was fitting with what they wanted to do. I would go get Dardock. Oh yeah, just shove Dardock onto hundred thieves. See. And it, see if the culture works because i think he could he could be a big catalyst for them now i wonder if if how much of who he leaving was like they just need to make a change versus how much was him just being completely demoralized and tilted like thinking he can't play or you know his mental you know like i don't know yeah. if it was i mean we're not gonna know that we can we can only assume but not, we're making this hundred days like we digressed <laughs> i really feel like medios or i mean uh, dardock would be like the perfect pickup for them cuz like who on that team is can dardock like get toxic with they nobody. got bang they Onda. got a world champion they got someday they got afro moo there's like nobody on that team that he can come in and be like look i know what i'm doing like all these guys are yeah that's a good pros, point veterans i think he'd be like the perfect guy for them to pick up but yeah go ahead it's a reasonable i, I could see that I'm kind of. That's not a bad pickup, actually. But uh, I would have liked to see them just march this five out again, just like with a couple weeks off, just reset. I do just think pretend maybe that shit didn't happen. Find whoever is the person that you think is there. There was definitely some damage to their mental. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Somebody was probably a big part of that. I don't know who it was because I'm not in there, but somebody was probably a part of it. And like maybe bigger, it was who he, or and maybe it, it was somebody. He, maybe it was somebody else, and how they weren't vibing with him. I, I don't know. But this is bang. Yeah, I, this is we get we could turn this into a we'll have a we'll have off season podcast and we'll talk yeah. about this. But like, so the other match we have this week is uh, Team Liquid minus a thousand against FlyQuest plus five fifty six. The Team Liquid minus two point five. So Team Liquid to three zero is plus one fifteen. The uh, Team Liquid. I can look up. We were looking for. Team Liquid's minus... I should have looked this up before we started. The Liquid minus one and a half is... Oh my god, even higher than it was. The minus one and a half is at minus... Between 350 and 400, depending on where you look. So do you just take... Do you just bet TL minus 2.5 and TL 3-1 exact? Yeah. And then just let it go? That that's that was my take on this matchup. Yeah. It's either going to be a 3-0 or a 3-1 for Team Liquid. Yeah. You make plus money if you bet both of those. Yeah. Well, actually, the 3-0 is minus 108, but just bet yeah, the, the minus 2.5. Yeah, 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 do the minus 2.5. Realizing that those are the same. Correct. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you just bet the minus 2.5 and the 3-1. Yeah. I think you're going to lock up a huge percentage of the results. I don't think they 3-2 or lose almost ever. Yeah, so this is a, so we talked about how lopsided the Cloud9 TSM line was. This is... I actually think this is accurate to what these teams are. Like, this is a good line. Yeah, this is pretty accurate. Yeah. I don't think FlyQuest have a chance in Halloween in this series. Uh, I actually feel really confident in the 3-0. Like, I'm, I'm, like, more confident in this 3-0 than I was in the TSM 3-0 last week. I don't Fly think FlyQuest Quest are good. FlyQuest winning this series would be, like, the most hype result of any series that could happen. Like, any series result that could happen for me. I would lose so much money because I have tons of liquid yeah, features. This is... But FlyQuest winning would just, like, blow everything wide open. <laughs> FlyQuest winning this series would be, like, 
who was the, who was the guy that knocked Tyson out in Japan? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was like 40 to one or whatever the odds were. They did a whole 30 for 30 on it. Great, great doc, by the way. Buster Douglas. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, this is, I'm going to be on team liquid three Oh, or the, the, the minus 2.5. And then probably also on the three, I'm going to be like probably a two thirds, one third split on that. I do think FlyQuest is better than you think they are. Like, I think they should have three zero or three one Golden Guardians. I think yeah. they made some mistakes in the draft and some mistakes in the games to let it get as close as it did. I think they're a step above Golden Guardians, but many steps below Team Liquid so, or Cloud Nine. Just for comparison here, like if this was TSM against FlyQuest, is um, the line similar? I think they would make the line similar but I would change the line if it was me. I still don't think it's that close. I think TSM's clearly better, mm-hmm. but I think TSM's like minus 350 for okay. me. I think so, that if, if the book made it today, the book would probably make a minus 900. Yeah. But I, I think it's more like minus 350. So they're like two tiers different to you, right? Or yeah, like a I tier and like, a half, something like that. I think like TSM is two tiers better than FlyQuest, and Liquid and Cloud9 are three or four tiers better than FlyQuest. Okay, so you, <laughs> so like, you like really, really, so you're like me, like you lump like basically the bottom six NA teams together, right? Yeah, pretty like, close. So do you think? So you think it's Cloud9, TL, then TSM, and then FlyQuest better than everyone else? Yeah, I do think they're better than everybody else. Okay, I think that's reasonable. FlyQuest are weird because they're like kind of bizarrely consistent like that's what that's like been their thing this season they're kind of like the diet hundred thieves of last year but like they've had lower lows i think than that hundred thieves team ever did i think i feel the same exact way that you were starting to describe that doesn't really make much sense which is i feel like FlyQuest is very consistent but if you look at their record they like lost to yeah. some really bad teams yeah. and beat some really good teams, so really they're not consistent. But, I, but they feel very consistent. But like when you watch them, they are consistent. Like they're yeah, doing they do the same. They do they're hard, doing yeah. what they're supposed to do every game, and sometimes they just get outplayed, right? Yeah. yeah, and it's not that tough to outplay them. Yeah, like their skill level on their team is not super high. I think Poe Belter's playing very well this He's season. He's playing really, really well. He was and great. So Sam Horn's playing pretty well. Viper's playing pretty well. I think their bot lane has taken a step back. Turtle is not as good as I liked turtle more last season than I did this season, but he's you getting think, a lot more You help. think they have a good chance to take a game or would, if you, if you had to pick three Oh or three, one, probably three Oh. Yeah, I think I, so too, but it wouldn't blow my mind if they win a game. It'd blow my mind if they win two. So this is like a three to 0.25 kind of situation or three to 0.4 games. <sighs> I think it's like three to point six or point seven. Okay, like so you're I, a little I, I give FlyQuest a reasonable chance to win a game. They are playing, you know, so to speak, in the eye of the storm right now. They're playing really, really well right now. So, yeah, I, I'm on. I'm going to be on the three zero and or the minus two point five and the three to one, probably like a two thirds, one third split, or maybe like a three quarters, one quarter split. I'm yeah, I think you go heavier, go heavy on the three zero, yeah, and then a little bit on the three one to make back up some money if you if you're wrong. Yeah, I think that's about right. Uh, Chris, you think 3-0 or 3-1? I'm leaning 3-0. It's just what I've known about FlyQuest and who they can beat and who they lose to. It's consistent as well. Yeah. You know All right, that- so... Yeah. yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt No, no, no. You. That was it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll do my my LCS team. So I put, I put Someday... Did you have Someday too? Mm-hmm. Chris had someday. Chris had someday. I went Chris with Cooney, but 
Uh, I think that's again just like ceiling versus floor. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go high floor with someday because I'm going ceiling with the rest. So uh, I went someday. Lear in the jungle. I went crown in mid lane. Bang with a sad face. <laughs> and then what happened is in reference to support. And then I put Vulcan. I kind of liked big for parts of this season. And I wanted to kind of give him a shout out here, but Vulcan actually, I think, was the best of the rest supports, and we we all three of us came to that conclusion, didn't we? Mm-hmm. That's maybe something to look forward to. Looking forward to the summer split, because he 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 was surprising. I was I was impressed with him. I don't know. Uh, this the TSM Cloud Nine thing just blew my mind. It's crazy. Uh, I briefly looked at the other leagues. Uh, John stepped up for a second, guys. So we're mm-hmm. just gonna be we're just gonna plow into LMS and TCL. So the LMS playoffs start April twelfth. We have J Team versus AHQ. J Team's a heavy favorite at minus two fifty. J Team probably wins this, but AHQ have been stealing my money the last couple weeks by pulling upsets like crazy. So, and they've been hot. So they're coming in red hot to this playoffs, but they're gonna get basically two weeks off. April 12th is when this matches. So that's like pretty far off. Uh, that's the only look at headline I saw for the LMS. Uh, TCL starts this weekend. That's the Turkish League. We got Supermassive against Royal Youth, which were the one in three teams. And then Fenerbahce versus. Uh, uh, yeah, I said this last week. I messed it up. It's uh, Galatasaray. <laughs> so Supermassive and Fenerbahce were the two top teams in TCL. And they're both obviously heavy favorites. Royal was kind of like TSM, looked clear cut number three. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked into this yet, but I just wanted to like bring these up and bring them to attention that they are being played this weekend. These are on Saturday though, so we don't have to worry about them quite yet. Uh, I'll be doing a blog post. I don't know if you guys are going to have anything on these matches, but I'm probably not going to bet these. But it's just worth. I have mentioning. a little bit of action on Supermassive in my my parlay. Like, yeah, the minus 1.5 at minus 154 for Supermassive is appealing to me. I, it wouldn't surprise me to see them punt a game. Royal Youth are good. Like, they're pretty good, and I actually think they beat Supermassive this season. But they're good, and they're more than capable of taking a game or two, but I think the minus 1.5 at mi- minus 154 is a good number for that. And then Fenerbahce... Yeah, the, the odds just aren't good enough on either side of that for me to like too much of it. Minus fourteen twenty nine is a pretty ridiculous favorite, uh, and then Vietnam we have uh, Sky versus Evos, but I didn't really look into this at all. I just thought I'd mention it. Uh, pick of the week. Last week I had my first miss on Sandbox minus one point five at plus one hundred eight. Uh, Genji was able to take a game begrudgingly. John, you had LGD plus one hundred six against Snake. That was a slam dunk. Well done. Oh, there, wait, Snake did win a game in that series, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah. yeah. It is split, yeah. Chris, uh, you literally wrote in the notes last week that you like layups, and this was definitely a layup. Team WE plus 106 against JDG. I think all of us bet this. Yep, I did. That was good. Uh, and then Calvin had top sports minus 1.5. I forget who that was against, but I think they won 2-1. to one. I can't no, remember who it was against. against no. It was against BLG, and they lost. Oh, they lose outright? They did. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Okay. So, I gotta do... I'm. You know what I'm gonna do? So, I'll read Calvin. So, Calvin's pick of the week, and he put this up before I was able to lock it in. He, Calvin also likes the EDG minus 1.5 at plus 119, although I think we as a whole cast are heavy duty on that. 
We gotta see yeah. if we can put a dent in this line by ourselves with our listeners. Uh, I hate <laughs> to say, I already, I've already dented some of these lines. Yeah, I was gonna say, how, so. how far out of whack are these gonna be by the time you know tomorrow rolls around? Mm-hmm. So, uh, he was on that. Uh, John, what's your pick of the week? Cloud nine on Bovada were plus one fifteen against TSM. I believe that's moved all the way to even money now. I would still slam it at even money against TSM. Yeah, I'm like you worried. said, this this should be the Cloud Nine. The money line for Cloud Nine, you you put at like three hundred or whatever, two fifty or whatever it was, right? Yep, exactly. So I'd still slam it at even. Yeah, this money. is this is not even not even close. Uh, Chris, what about you? I have no clue what to pick, so I just took the G two three one. I think it's it's reasonable. No, that's a good one. I like the uh man. Am I allowed to do a parlay for pick of the week? <laughs> yeah, just do that. Are we going to are we going to we going to break ground here? We'll do we'll do a, a parlay, a pick of the week parlay. Um, let you me can do run away with the yeah. Run away with the pick of the week leaderboard. I'm going to um I'll do I'll just keep it to 2. When in reality, I'm probably going to be doing like a three, four, and five team with all of these picks that we've oh, been having on this all week. These yeah, I'm this. All these. <laughs> so I'm going to do Fnatic. What did we say with Fnatic minus 1.5 was? Did we write that down? Minus 182. So we're going to do Fnatic minus 1.5, EDG minus 1.5. And that's going to come out to what, like? Even money ish. I don't have a parlay calculator in front of me. I'll do the I'll do the math on it. Uh, two team parlay: EDG minus one point five at plus one nineteen, and Fnatic minus one point five at minus one eighty two. That's gonna be my pick of the week. It's a two team parlay, but as I said, I'm gonna be doing um, probably parlaying all these picks from this week, and we'll see how we go. Oh, uh, just I wanted to briefly mention this because we didn't really talk on it. So if we, I meant to do this last week, uh, I'll do individual totals for the year. So I'm up. If if you bet one unit on each pick of the week that we've given you guys as a cast, as a whole cast, you would be up 3.32 units. We have a 12 and 12 record, but because of all the plus odds pick of the weeks we've been giving you, you'd be, you'd be up 3.32 units. If you Just bet one a, on everything. Out of curiosity, Gelati, how much would they be up if they only had the members that are on the podcast this week? <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, you would be up. Let me just do the math real quick. Uh, no, you'd be up roughly nine point three units. Roughly like not. Yeah, you'd be up like nine point three units. No, exactly nine point three units, right? You'd be up nine point three units. So, oh yeah, math. I can't do the easier part. I was trying to do the hard version. <laughs> uh, I'm up five point four four. John's up point eight. Chris is up 3.08, and Calvin is 0-6 currently, so he's down 6. He can make it up, though. I have, I have the faith. So, those are our picks of the week. What's going on with you guys outside of League of Legends? What do you got going on this week? What do you got, Chris? You start us off. Slow week. Slow week. I don't think I have anything special. How was New Orleans? New Orleans was great. I got to try out different restaurants that was recommended by my Uber driver. So, if you have never tried Charbroiled Oyster... My, my gosh, I've had it raw, I had it prepared baked, but char 
is something you need to try if you ever visit New Orleans. So that's good. Thank you for reminding me that that was the life changing food that I had there. That's awesome. I, I have a I have a lot of friends and acquaintances from school and stuff down there. I want to try to make the trip down there at some yes. point soon. Go to Dragos. Dragos famous. Dragos is that what that is? I gotta put that down. Pick of the week. Secondary pick of the week. Dragos. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> How about you, I'm John? Gonna with, I'm going to stick with food. Uh, so we order some pizza around my house reasonably often. And this week I decided, uh, well, actually, I ran out of pizza. And my wife had some <laughs> pizza left over from her pizza. And I was blown away by she gets barbecue sauce instead of tomato sauce on her pizza. It's an option at like Pizza Hut and places like this. Okay. Get barbecue sauce instead. That shit was amazing. I'll For never real? get marinara on my pizza again. The for real? Sauce was yes, fantastic. I heard of that. Yeah. Try, try this out if you have not tried it. Order a Pizza Hut pizza and get barbecue sauce instead. It was it was life changing for me. I've eaten pizza like four times this week just because I wanted that barbecue sauce. <laughs> Dude, so I've had I've had like barbecue chicken pizza with like barbecue like no marinara, just like barbecue, and it's I've liked it. But it's pizza, man. Just get a regular old pizza with some cheese and some veggies on there and put the barbecue sauce on there instead. It's going to blow you away. I don't know, man. This might be too deep of water for me to wade in. I'm going to get washed away. I don't know. I I, I am a pro-barbecue person. I love barbecue, but that's that's a little sketchy for me. Try it out. Report. All right. All right. I I, I won't knock it until I try it. I'll say that. I'm watching Billions, so you got to try it. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Good point. Next pizza I order, I'll get a barbecue pizza. Barbecue something. Uh, ooh, with me. Okay, so this is uh, more of a PSA and some life advice because it's something I'm kind of going through at the moment. Um, if you go to concerts, if you work in a loud place, use protection for your ears. Seriously, this is a real thing. I may or may not be in the middle of developing a pretty bad case tinnitus that may or may not be permanent and we're trying to figure that out still uh it's it's vicious if you don't know what it is it's like a permanent ringing in your ears like imagine that feeling when you go to a concert and it's really loud and you get that ring in your ears it just doesn't go away so i'm kind of going through that right now and i would warn you to just use protection for your ears whenever you're going to a concert just take the edge off just a little bit you don't gotta crank it up to 11 all the time don't hurt yourself and that's if you work in someplace loud too. Use ear protection. People might call you a nerd or whatever, but you don't care because you're betting on League of Legends anyway. So, yeah, right. And that's you're one of gonna like the worst things about life with what you're saying. It's like one of the worst things about life is that once you gain knowledge, you can never convince anyone younger than you to use your knowledge, yep. no yep. matter what. And when I was young, they couldn't have convinced me to use the knowledge. It's just yeah. how it goes. Like the older I get, the more I see these lessons in life where I'm like. The answer is clearly this. Just do this, yeah. and no one younger than me will ever listen to me, no matter what. And I'll just, I'll just tell you too, because I used to, I used to teach like drums, like marching band drums, like indoor drum line, like literally outdoor marching band drums in a gym, and yeah. I wasn't wearing earplugs all the time, and it didn't bother me. But this kind of stuff is cumulative, and while you might not feel the damage for it or hear the damage for it in my case, or actually technically you're not hearing it, but you know, uh. Just use use protection for your ears. Just like you should use protection for everything. That's secondary life tip for tonight. <laughs> there we go. Um, just it's it's worth it. I promise. Get yourself some earplugs before you go to a concert. They even make specialty ones where you it's it's just muffling everything. Just trust me. 
because it sucks, and I'm hoping this is only temporary. So, hope it for you. I think that's it for the week. Oh, Calvin, we already gave Calvin's pick of the week. I think we're good. Uh, hopefully, we'll have everybody back on schedule next week. And uh, sorry for missing the LCK game, the first LCK round, but uh, the scheduling we now are aware of that for the future, and we'll we'll try to get something out uh, in time for the first round of playoffs. A lot of money to be made this week. Go get that. Go get that. Or was it? What do they say? These get that bread. Is that what the kids say go. these days? Right. Yeah, yeah. Face the yeast. Yeah. Face. The- <laughs> All right, guys. That's that's gonna be. I'm gonna. Everybody have a good week. Good luck. Go get some money this weekend. A lot of easy picks out. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.